This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Joining you here tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And, of course, you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. We've got a lot of stuff, and uh, it's all there free, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their sites, five, six, seven, eight bucks a month. You just go and enjoy freetalklive.com and pay nothing, although there are ways for you to support the show, and we'll tell you about those as the program goes on here tonight. Our number again is 855-450-FREE. Uh, Michelle, you and I both had uh, similar show prep here tonight regarding some budgetary problems facing the state of Oregon and yes. how they decided to deal with it. Hopefully we'll see this happening in more places. Thank you for not saying Oregon. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, people. I'm originally from Oregon, and and um, people say Oregon. <laughs> Oregon, I hear you. So, uh, so yes, happily they've released uh, a bunch of prisoners. Really? Tell me more. <laughs> well, the county of uh, that grants pa- pass is within. Um, I believe that's Klamath County, but. Um, they could no longer afford to house their inmates, so they let out dozens um, today, 39 inmates total, and um, half of them are federal prisoners, actually, that were being held on contract, which I they thought that was kind of keep interesting. They them on? Exactly. They're getting paid for them. Right. And they can't release them. They would have to give them back to the feds. They had to. They want to leave the beds open in case they have any actual violent criminals. And uh, one woman who's the wife of one of the inmates was really excited. She's like, well, he is still going to have to pay fines and things, but at least he's going to get to um, be able to support us and um, be with be with his kids. Mm-hmm. Duh. <laughs> it's a good thing. It seems to me if somebody's not violent that they don't need to be caged. Um, I mean, the purpose of county jail Absolutely. is to is, is supposed to be uh, you know to hold somebody for trial, and they should only be held if they're a flight risk or they're a danger to other people. And you know, I think that they really overblow this flight risk, and it makes it it's very difficult to defend yourself uh, from a case. Remember. Everybody in county jail, before they uh, you know, have gone to court, is presumed innocent. So these are innocent people being held in jail. Right. And that, you know, to make it difficult for them to, to, to you know, prosecute their case or, you know, uh, defend themselves from prosecution, that's a pretty, you know, <laughs> you're stepping on justice's toes there. Well, the funny thing is, is, you know, Oregon back in the 80s, um, they had a, a spotted owl issue. And um, early 90s. And um, Bill Clinton was a friend of the Spotted Owl and said that the uh, that they had to cut back on uh, the timber industry because they needed to preserve that Spotted Owl. And all the Oregonians were up in arms about it because the Spotted Owls, they lived in our attics and in our garages. Mm-hmm. They, they were warm and toasty. They didn't want to be out in the woods anymore, yeah, They weren't I guess. interested in the woods at all. Right. So there's been a $12 million shortfall. Um, in in revenue because they've cut back so tremendously on the uh, the timber industry there. So uh, voters uh, emphatically turned down the levy that was supposed to plug the gap um, from the federal timber subsidies. So they're they're they've cut back on the jobs and Oregon's gone from basically a three percent unemployment rate, which 
those people just grew weed, so that doesn't really count. Um, or not Oregon, but like Coos Bay, where, which is where I'm from. And they've um, they instead started receiving subsidies to not grow or not cut down timber right. for logs. So those subsidies, right. So those subsidies have been um, uh, slowed down and diminished by the federal government. So in turn, they have to let the federal inmates go. I mean, the whole thing is kind of convoluted. Hold on a second. It was federal inmates? I must have missed that point. Yes, some of them them were were federal inmates that were there contracted. Are we talking about uh, Grants Pass, Oregon, or the entire state of Oregon? Grants Pass, Oregon. Right. Okay. So it's just this one county that's having the budgetary issues. And it says here that uh, they're still holding the federal prisoners. Are you sure that maybe either I misread it or or you misread it? It says here that the sheriff's office released 39 inmates, dropping the population, this is from Huffington Post, at the jail to 60, half of them federal prisoners held on contract, meaning the remaining 60 are federal prisoners. So I misread that. I thought that they were saying half of the 39 inmates Mm -mm. were, okay, so thank you for correcting me. I was wrong. Don't let anyone ever tell you I don't admit that. (laughs) (laughs) So are you on the Huffington Post article? I am. Okay, just to make sure. Yeah. So, um... So, but I did think it was kind of funny. One of the lady, the one of the people's reaction who was interviewed, she said that she was going out to get herself thirty eight. She's <laughs> she's she's scared because prisoners are all bad. Well, <laughs> um, I, you know, I mean, it's, it's not a bad idea to protect your home. I suppose I don't know that you'll necessarily be able to have a gun ready if uh, you know somebody's going to do a home invasion. But I suspect most of the people being released are probably not home invaders. I mean, if you're going to release some people and you're going to keep half of uh, half of the people they're keeping, likely they're going to keep the violent people, not the nonviolent ones, right? Well, it says here that the most common charges were drug crimes, minor assaults, burglary, identity theft, and probation violations. So drug crimes, probation violations, those things definitely don't involve victims. Minor assaults uh, tend to mean a fight in a bar. Well, then you've got, a, you've got a victim there. But ultimately... Well, not if you... Okay. <laughs> Let's not forget that the police will lock you up for voluntarily choosing to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, if two two people tend get into a fight, the loser goes to the hospital, the winner goes to jail, is generally if how it goes. Now, it's one thing if you're, you know, aggressing against somebody else, but, uh, you know, if two people voluntarily decide to fight, as far as I'm concerned, that's a duel, and, you know, it's up to them. Clean up your mess. I tend to uh, to think that you're absolutely right that people who have not actually – you know, that, that most people, if they're not in imminent danger of continuing to harm folks, should not be kept in a cage. I mean if somebody gets in a bar fight, then that doesn't mean they need to sit in a jail cell until the trial comes around unless there's some reason to believe that that person is going to go out and, you know – extract vengeance against the person with whom they were fighting at the bar in the first place. So it would seem to me that makes make sense that only the most vicious, dangerous people should be kept in, in cages. But Grants Pass is kind of like keen, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. and, Small. And at the, yes. And at the, um, you know, the Cheshire House of Corrections, you know, from my understanding is there really aren't any violent criminals in there. Oh, well, sure. There's people in there that have done real crimes. I mean, but a, a number of them, for instance, uh, maybe not violent, but they've they've done property crimes like like breaking and entering and, and right, stealing things. Right, but there's things. no reason for people to be okay. So breaking and entering, then I suppose that she should have her guns so that she can protect her property. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Go ahead. Get a thirty-eight. Our number here tonight is eight five five four fifty free. It's the SACL CAI toll free line. Uh, so was there more that you wanted to share from that that piece there, Huffington Post? 
Um, well, no, just you said in the beginning that uh, that it would be really great if this started happening all over. It did happen last year in Orange County, California as well, where they um, that's where my, my younger brother had been for seven months. And they had to Orange County had to release all of their um, their they released all of their marijuana offenders first. Mm. And um, and then you seems know, like a good place to start. Exactly. And, you know, well, they, it could quite possibly be that this economic dern, downturn of, you know, adversely affects the, uh, you know, the economics of municipalities. And they aren't able at this point to prosecute the drug war to their favor as they have been um, all along. You know, what what's the point? How does it really help the taxpayer in this circumstance when it comes to the drug war? Likely most of these burglaries that uh, are burglaries that are being released were burglarizing because they're drug addicts probably if they were if they just stop prosecuting the drug war then people would be able to get whatever it drugs it is that they want to take whether it's you know i don't i don't know what it is whatever it is that, that they take and then they'll you know they're not won't be st- yeah. stealing robbing and harming other people to get them you're probably looking at eight to nine times out of ten uh burglaries are going to be drug related meaning that those people are looking for things they can pawn to get cash mm. to buy some drugs uh, because the drugs are really expensive, because of prohibition. I mean, a- any cop that's being honest with you will tell you that at least 80% of the people that they pick up for burglary and robbery and those sorts of things are trying to get drugs. I don't know if it's 80% of the people, but maybe 80% of the burglaries, because the people that, you know, when you're talking about, you know, young young people that are just kind of breaking into, say, an abandoned house or mm-hmm. something like that, that certainly counts as, an, as a burglary also. But the burglars that are doing, you know, 10 houses a week, those people are drug addicts. So you'll, we'll come back more uh, with more here. It's Free Talk Live. What has happened to America, and when did it become okay for the government to extort wealth from the American people? As a former law enforcement officer, I have explained in my new book, In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth, how absolute property ownership has been denied to the American people, how and why inflation is fleecing America, how law enforcement officers are being used to suppress and criminalize the beliefs of liberty and freedom. In Plain Sight explains how we can restore what was once a free America. Get your copy of In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth today at Amazon.com. Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up what you want at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features on the site. They're completely free. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Features including our mobile site. For those of you with a smartphone, you can go to m.freetalklive.com to get quick access to our live streams. Free, of course. M as in mobile.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. If you need collections done, you're tired of trying to do it yourself or somebody's just not doing it uh, the right way, you need to get in touch with SACL CAI. I've got a banner right at the top of our banner column over at freetalklive.com. It'll take you to their new website. And that's where you can learn more about how they, you know, they get it done. Not only do they handle collections for you, but they also can do early out billing and they purchase charged off receivables. Plus, their employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers. So they're treated with respect. Therefore, they'll come back, hopefully, and do some more business with you. 
so go to SACL CAI's website through ours at freetalklive.com. It's right there at the top of the banner column. SACL CAI, they're the ones who bring you the phone numbers here, 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number here. We're talking about the prison, or I guess it's a jail, because prison is where people normally spend more than a year. But HuffingtonPost.com reporting on Grants Pass, Oregon, where literally uh, dozens of prisoners have been released. They have been sent home, uh, although some of them will be finishing their sentences on work crews. So essentially the county is still telling them, look, we still own you. You'll come and do as we say. It's just that you're gonna, you get to spend your well, nights at home. If that's that's the sentence, though. Those are sentenced inmates as opposed to inmates being held pre-trial. Do you understand the difference? Well, right. So it's not like their sentences have been removed. It's just that they're not spending the night in jail. Well, right? So they're showing up on work crews. I'd say it's a huge uh, you know, benefit to everybody when you take sentenced inmates. I mean, look, at this point, there's not a lot of options for judges to sentence people with. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's all kinds of restrictions. So, you know, what they tend to sentence with is things like jail and prison. So if they if people can do their incarceration at home with an ankle monitor and then go do whatever it is you know whatever work crew are, they're supposed to do during the day yeah. then that's a lot of meals that uh, the taxpayer aren't paying for it's a lot of guards the taxpayers aren't paying to watch them I mean it's a huge benefit to everybody Oh no doubt I mean I think it generally is a good choice but on the other hand it does mean that this person has to pay for their meals it does mean the person has to have a, a place to rent uh, or a place to live uh, and so it puts more of a burden on this prisoner while still telling them, hey, you're our serf. You're going to go and work for us because this is what they do here in uh, in Cheshire County. If you are a sentenced offender, as our friend Derek J is right now, he's sitting in uh, the Cheshire Spiritual Retreat, as we call it. Uh, he's been sentenced, which means you work for the county. And if you don't, you go into segregation. So you are essentially a slave to the county government. You will do what they tell you to do. Or they're going to put you. That's the they're going to take you. They're going to take you away from uh, connection with other human beings. And so, basically, if you're sentenced to be the county's slave, you are then. If, if you're in the situation these guys are in, they're now let out of jail. Who knows if they have a house to live in? Who knows if they have a place to stay? Who knows, you know, what their financial situation is like? Because around here, they charge you to be on the ankle bracelet. If they're going to let you out of jail, you get an ankle bracelet, it's 20 bucks a day. So you're paying $20 a day. That's basically two hours of work for, uh, for you know, most people that are out there working some sort of uh, low-skill job or, or whatever. So, you know, call it two hours of work. There's two, two hours gone. Now that you're paying for your own meals, you're going to have to pay whatever those costs are of, uh, you know, taking care of your own eating costs. So there's, and rice. there's even more hours uh, that, are, that are gone off your day at that point. And so before you know it, you know, you're lucky if you've got enough money to cover whatever rent you're paying. Hopefully you've got some family members that care about you and you can go and stay at their house and not have to pay rent. But otherwise, if you're trying to pay rent and trying to feed yourself and still working as a slave for the county, uh, how the hell are you going to make that work? Well, yeah, but look, as, as far as I'm concerned, they put themselves into the position. I would prefer... They put themselves in by what? Smoking a, a joint? Look, we're, we're talking, talking about, about drug offenders We're talking here. about burglars, too. I understand that, but we're also talking about drug offenders. As far as I'm concerned, if there's no victim, there's no crime. However, if there is a victim, that victim should be recompensed. And I really don't give a flying flip at a rolling donut whether or not the person that harms somebody is tough, whether or not they can. But they're not recompensing anyone. They're just working as slaves for the county. 
Right, but they should be re- the money that Great. they're spending. I agree with you. They should be paying back their victims. Yes, absolutely. But that's not what we're talking about. Right. Then here. I don't feel badly for them. I feel badly for the victim. I feel badly for the victim, but this person's being victimized now by by having an extra financial burden putting on the put on themselves by the virtue of the fact that now they've got to pay to for a place to live. They've got to pay f- uh, to eat their food every single day. They probably have to pay for the ankle bracelet if that's what they're wearing. And on top of that, they can't actually work at a real job like at some jails you can get a work release and you can go out and actually work for a productive place no they're working for the county so they take nothing home at the end of the day zero i hear you okay so you can't feel you you can't empathize for them no both of you it's feel bad not feel badly grammar nazi here you're welcome okay so (laughs) so you can't you can't empathize for somebody that's put thrown into a situation that is absolutely unfair and has absolutely nothing to do with anything to do with paying somebody back is there a victim maybe there is maybe there isn't so no i don't feel bad because the money that they would have to be paying um to you know watch them to cover their own expenses look they're all they didn't commit crime because they have a bunch of money all right, mm-hmm. so they're always going to have economic problems. Um, I don't the know. The problems I that mean, they need to pay, they, the money they need to pay to the county that they lose in dealing with the county, they would lose in paying back their victims. So I don't want to hear the sad story. I don't know. My brother ended up in jail in in Eugene, Oregon, at one point because he was he's mentally unstable and he was really cold so he went in and pretended he was robbing a bank and then so he wanted a place to yeah sleep. he was cold and he was hungry it was wow. it was yeah it was terrible tell it to the arbiter and I mean, then you know but the, you know the excite so so they've mentioned in this other article um it's actually the republic from indiana that um it was in fact that the that the cuts are a result of the protection of the northern they call it the northern spotted owl but um, and the salmon. So they gave all the the federal government gave the fishing rights to the Indians, mm-hmm. and they cut back the warehouser and the other lumber industry, you know, which is the the soul of of Oregon. And then turned around and gave federal subsidies, and now the federal subsidies are being cut back, so they can't house people in the jails. So the good news to me in all this is that Oregonians said no to the twelve million dollar law enforcement levy. That is that to me is some good news that that people now that they're, you know, when the federal government, you know, big brother is taking care of you, then sure. Yes. Spend, spend, spend. But then as soon as the you know, it gets closer to their own pocketbooks, they go, no, 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 no. I don't think so. Sure. So when it's everybody else's money that they're spending, then let's spend it when it's and this just, you know, just goes to show that people are not responsible when it's not their money. Mark, there was something that you said about uh, paying back victims and how it's the same. What's the same difference? They'd be paying back a victim versus uh, working for the county. Uh, Well, first of all, that's not necessarily the case. If I'm an arbiter in a situation where somebody has victimized another person, I want to make sure that they're able to cover their own living costs. And then on top of whatever their living costs are, then have a chunk of that go to the victim. You don't want to put somebody behind the eight ball where they can't or behind the ball where they can't actually catch up. They can't get their bills paid, can't pay their bills and keep doing, you know, living their own life. They won't successfully be able to have any money to send their victims. Am I getting five dollars a day from somebody making eight five five four fifty free free talk live? A technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. 
Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line, you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. All the features are for free, so they include our webcam. You can go and watch and listen to the program as well as interact with other Free Talk Live listeners on the CAM page. Just go to cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. And joining you in studio tonight, it's Ian, Michelle, and Mark. All right, so we'll continue here. 855-450-FREE. Bitcoins are the world's first potentially anonymous digital currency. With Bitcoins, you don't have to sign any contract or, you know, click on any terms of service. You can download the free software. It's open source. You can use it just a few minutes. You can send and receive money anywhere in the world without fees. With Bitcoins, uh, you don't need the permission of any bank or government to do business. To learn how, visit WeUseCoins.org. Now, thanks to BitInstant.com, you can have Bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash in any major bank. To buy your Bitcoins with cash, visit BitInstant.com. All right, so 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. There's more news uh, coming out here in New York City. We'll get to that in a moment. But, Mark, uh, you were, we're kind of in the middle of, I guess, hashing out the issue of... How exactly somebody who's committed a real crime, that is a crime that has a victim, uh, whether it's violent or property related, some sort of damage has been done, uh, how it is that they should be compensating the person uh, that they victimized. And clearly, if the person is a, a total danger to society, you know, com- completely not interested in uh, in compensating or at the very least is, is possibly going to go out and c- continue to hurt people, then those people should be kept in a cage. And if there's some way to get them to work, to encourage them to work, then hopefully the caging facility can send a portion of the, the profits from that person's work to the victims. Uh, but ultimately, if the person is uh, sorry for what they've done, they're willing to make good, then they would enter into an agreement. And they would enter into the agreement based on certain provisions like – well, yeah, I, I'm willing to to pay you back, Mark, but you know I got to be able to pay my rent too. And I imagine that uh, whoever the arbiter would be would take a look at that person's circumstances and say, "Well, yeah, sure, you're, it's fine with paying your rent, but you can't be living in this mansion while you do that." I mean, because obviously, if you're making, let's say, you're making five thousand dollars a month, you've got a pretty good career. That's a lot of money, uh, but you're living in a you know forty five hundred dollar a month you know mansion or something like that, then that's not very cool because that's basically you taking most of your paycheck for you rather than paying back your your victim. So I would think that the arbiter would take a look at the person's life circumstance and say, well, you know, that's not good enough. This person, you hurt this person, you need to it's gonna take you a while to pay this person back. Uh and so therefore you're gonna have to move into Here's this facility where you can move in, pay very, you know, next to nothing. Here's a selection of facilities you can move in, uh, halfway houses or whatever you want to call them, where it doesn't cost a lot to live. That way you can send, you know, X percentage of your paycheck to your victim. So I would think that how quickly that victim would be paid back would become a factor in how that person's life would go after that point. They have facilities like halfway houses now. Yeah. So that's why I was. I just wanted to further explicate that situation. But when the state claims that um, that they have a charge against you, the state's claiming that it's the victim. That is true. Which is 
So, which is ridiculous, right? <laughs> and of course, in those cases, you really don't usually have an actual victim unless you've got a circumstance where somebody who is a victim has declined to press charges. In which case, this people calling themselves the state sometimes will step in and press a charge anyway. And obviously, those are situations where, in some cases, a victim might be intimidated; they might be afraid to uh, to press charges. Uh, but ultimately, shouldn't it be the victim who makes those decisions? Or should a victim's family be able to make those decisions? Because obviously if the victim's been killed, then somebody has to choose to press charges. So I think anybody who can claim damage would be able to, uh, to press charges mm-hmm. in, in, any, in whatever the a victim crime case is. Seems legitimate to me. And, of course, a lot of people could uh, claim damage. I mean, uh, if I didn't have you here, Mark, I, I would have a significant loss of, uh, of income. Uh, so I could, as a business owner, as you know, uh, somebody who runs the business that you work with, uh, I could claim damage just as much as uh, your wife or your son could, could also claim damage. So there could be a lot of potential uh, people to bring cases against uh, a criminal in these cases. Well, certainly. And, but, I mean, you, you have to ask yourself, how does the criminal pay back? Those people, you know, I mean, if suppose somebody kills somebody and that's going to happen in a uh, in a world where, you know, you have free markets and things like that. Well, how does your average bum, uh, you know, I don't know what to what to call somebody, you know, I don't the, the you know, how does your average person who makes who two thousand dollars a month is a big paycheck for. How do they pay somebody back who's um, that they've you know, they've murdered. How do they fa- pay the families back? There's no easy answer to that because uh, one of the questions is how much is somebody's life worth? I mean, there's no number that uh, can easily be placed uh, placed on that, but presumably it would be a fairly large number. And so essentially that person would probably be working for the rest of their life making payments. I don't think I don't think there is an, a number at that, that they could reach that that person who was receiving those payments would say, oh, OK, yeah, that that's good enough. So I think that person would probably have essentially a life uh, sentence of of paying back these uh, these folks. But there is a biblical answer. What's that? <laughs> that, um, that uh, do I have to marry somebody's wife? <laughs> that if you steal for because to feed your family or because you're hungry, that um, that you're excused so long as you pay back sevenfold. So seven times the the damage. Yes. You can't put a seven times X on, on murder, murder or something like or that, rape right. or something that's you know intangible as far as what the the damage mm-hmm. is. So in those situations, there has to be some sort of a, a mediation where the person who has the, you know the criminal, the person who's done the victimizing, would have to be able to live to the point where he still wants to live, as opposed to commit suicide or something like that. So the person would still have to have some sort of a life. And then on top of that, have a, a portion of his income go go to the victim. What that portion would be, what the percentages are, those would all be things that would have to be worked out in arbitration. But ultimately, I think the real hope that people would have would be to have life insurance policies. I mean, if uh, you know, if you're concerned yes. about this happening to a loved one, and it's certainly a possibility, then you would want to have a situation where life insurance would step in. It's like, oh, well. Your loved one was murdered. Here's a big cash payout uh, for you. And then the life insurance company, by right of subrogation, I think is the term, would then go and collect from the murderer. So then at that point, the victim is out of the picture because the victim's mm-hmm. already been made whole by contract from the insurance company. And the insurance company is then attempting to collect from uh, whoever the victimizer was. 
But and he, that way you have a nailed down number because, you know, if, for instance, I get uh, half a million dollars life insurance, I've decided that's what I'm worth. Yeah, that's because true. Because that's what I'm willing to pay for mon- on a monthly basis for. There you go. And then the insurance company, you know, goes and collects. But I think that I think there's still value above that because I'm paying a lot for life insurance in case I have an accident. Um, somebody murdering me isn't an accident. I think that they, you know, I think they owe a be- above and beyond that, too. I don't know. I guess you're right. Murder is not really an accident because it wasn't an accident on the other person's uh, side, but it certainly is unexpected. It's certainly uh, something you didn't plan for. So from, from that perspective, it is sort of an accident, like a one-sided accident almost. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And in some cases, you know, like if you're in a car and somebody T-bones you, it wasn't your fault, right? So a lot of accidents are, are one-sided. Right. And I don't think that – I think that, uh, you know, negligence kind of uh – uh, damages would be entirely different than, uh, you know, damages given for crimes where it's intentional. So there's some pretty uh, spooky news coming out of New York City where Mayor Michael Bloomberg has decided that he knows what's best for you. And he is going to come up with a new program to stop you from buying too much soda pop. Yes, that's correct. Uh, from the Wall Street Journal here at uh, online.wsj.com. Uh, from the Associated Press, it's uh, the big is the big gulp to blame for obesity in the Big Apple. New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg <laughs> thinks so. Bloomberg's pro- proposal Thursday um, it, it would prohibit cities' re- restaurants, delis, and movie theaters from serving large cups of soda. As I understand it, it's more than sixteen ounce cups mm. and other sugary drinks. Now, remember these will also contain ice. So right. it's actually less fluid than you would get by going to the convenience store and buying a 16-ounce. But this government official is going to prohibit private industry from selling a product. That's correct. We'll talk about it here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's just a proposal, but these are the kinds of proposals that usually get the, the nod from the city council. They, I imagine it will probably happen. It's free talk. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. Take control of these airwaves and dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you like the program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us. Head over to shop.freetalklive.com and order whatever you're looking for because you can click into Amazon. And there are different Amazons, by the way. There's Amazon for uh, Canada, U.S., the U.K. Click into the one that's right for you and then just get your shopping taken care of. It's the same great Amazon experience you're used to. It's just you're entering through our affiliate link, so Free Talk Live will get a portion of the purchase price. So rather than Amazon taking it all uh, for themselves, uh, well, they'll give us a cut if you enter through shop.freetalklive.com. So just get in the habit of starting your shopping there, shop.freetalklive.com. Coming up in less than three weeks... 
the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2012. Michelle, you're going this year, I hear. I am. That's exciting. You took a year off last year, but uh, you're back. And, of course, it's grown quite a bit uh, since you were there. There were over 1,000 people there last year. Expect to probably have similar numbers this time around. It's the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which means that porcupines are the uh, the mascot for the Free State Project. And uh, so there are a bunch of people who are Free State Project participants like ourselves who've all made the move already, but also a whole lot of people who have not yet made the move because most people in the Free State Project haven't. There are over 12,000 people that have signed up, and we want to get to 20,000, but there are a number of people who just didn't want to wait and decided to move up sooner rather than later. So it'll be people who've already moved, people who are going to move, people who are considering a move, and probably some people who don't even know what the Free State Project is. Uh, but all these people will be coming up to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and, and it's so cool because you're around other like-minded, liberty-oriented people, people that understand what the ideas of freedom are all about. And that makes for some interesting conversations because you don't have to get past all that with somebody. You've mm-hmm. already, you're starting right. from the same point. And uh, this, it's a great group of folks. Lots of families are going to be there. There's plenty of family fun events are going to be happening. Uh, plus adult parties like uh, the Buzz's uh, Big Gay, excuse me, Flaming Freedoms, right. uh, Bigger Gayer Dance Party which is going to be going on, uh, and uh, musical performances, there's Soapbox Idol, there's so much that's going to happen. You go to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. Get registered there for 35 bucks for the entire week. Of course, you have to do camping on top of that, or if you really want, you can stay at a hotel down the road. There's a few of them in town. Uh, but you, you, you know, figure out your place for your room and your board, and actually, as far as the board's concerned, there's uh, food that's available pretty much around the clock uh, at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. There are people that are cooking there, and they haven't asked any government per, uh, permission to do so, so you get a variety of uh, different types of food that will be available, and it's just a blast. Porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. Vince is in Indy. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Vince. Hello, Ian. Hi, Michelle. How are you folks doing tonight? What's on your mind? Mark's here, too. Go ahead. Oh, Mark. Okay. Michelle's well, more interesting. Think, <laughs> we're talking about something, something very interesting about the, uh, you know, I think Mark made the comment that private schools, you know, where they have uniforms. But well, there's one here in Indianapolis where they have kids from five years old to 14 years old. And I mean... You know, and they don't wear uniforms. All they say is that they need to be appropriately dressed. Mm-hmm. You know, and nothing, you know, much else, you know, outside, you know, no, you know, unusual adornments, you know, like, you know, they say the, the women can have, or the girls can have, they don't call the girls girls, they call them women. Mm-hmm. But they, uh, you know, can wear earrings as long as they're in good taste and all that, but. I don't think all private schools have uniform policies. Mark, you weren't saying that they did, were you? I went to one that didn't. Okay. So well, you're, just, I went to one. you're just calling to give us an example of uh, yet another private school that does not have a uniform policy? Yeah, they don't have a uniform policy. And, you know, and I, I sent my little girl there you know, quite a few years ago. But uh, let me tell you, you know, I mean, you know, and it's it's good for the the young kids, you know, from five. They take them from five to fourteen, but they have them, you know, segregated by grades, you know. Well, I don't know why anyone would do that. I think that there are some schools that uh, that have shown that by putting young people together and not segregating them by their age actually uh, contributes to better learning because then the older. Uh, 
kids can teach the younger kids older kids can teach you learn more by teaching than you do by just sitting there and trying to absorb stuff and the younger kids uh, you know probably act more maturely because they're dealing with older kids but at least the nice thing about private schools is that they can try different things you know they can try having segregation they can try having integration they can try uniforms they can try not not having uniforms and no one is ever at any point forced to pay for it uh but when the government schools of course everybody's forced to pay for whatever one size fits all system they decide to uh, to put on thanks vince for the call appreciate it 855-450 free that is the SACL cai toll free line and clearly since some private schools don't have uniform policies it shows that uh, you know you don't need to have uniforms to have good educational environment that you can still my kids people. wear pajamas <laughs> to school they homeschool well, they're homeschool oh, they are now that's right <laughs> all right so yeah and and their teacher wears pajamas too must be nice. <laughs> Do you have a curriculum for your homeschooling or is it just... Omar follows a curriculum. He's my second child. My daughter, who's in college now, she used a curriculum also. And then we would supplement it with, you know, other things. My youngest has decided that he's no longer going to pursue formal education. I see. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I how that's going to go. Yeah. What is he pursuing instead? Video games. No, actually, he um, he... <laughs> He's really interested in gardening. Mm-hmm. And so it's a valuable skill. Yep. So we have lots and lots and lots of beautiful plants at our house and I can't wait. I juice I juice a lot. And um so that's helpful for me. And um you know, he's he's always been kind of a really resourceful sort of person. So if there's something broken in the house, he goes and he figures out how to do it mm-hmm. or whatever. And he's really into photography. So he educates educates himself on that. And um, someone asked me, you know, they said, well, is he just on Facebook and playing video games? We don't have a television. <laughs> and no, he's not on Facebook much, you know. So he likes educational. You can learn so much from the Internet. Also, you know, if you if, if, if somebody decides that they don't want to pr- pursue uh, traditional education as, um, you know, as far as it goes, well, how, what's that like having them in school? Probably not going to be good for them. Probably not going to be good for the other students in the class. It's probably just not going to be good, right? right. So gardening no one can claim that gardening is not a valuable skill no so doubt. if if you need to take a, a year off of high school and do some gardening to be able to get back whatever you know to, to figure out whatever it is you want to do further than that or maybe gardening is what you want to do who knows it's not like people don't make a living writing gardening books and gardening mm-hmm. well it's you know we have i have a you know pretty big property there it's like two and a half acres or something and he's taking the, you know, dead limbs out of the trees and, you know, I mean, just going through and cleaning up the yard and, and everything. And, um, and I asked him, I said, well, do you want to be a landscaper? (laughs) I mean, is that why you're doing all this? And he said, no, mom, it just needs to be done. So, (laughs) you know, I mean, he's, he's not being lazy, which pleases me. Right. So, um, so he's still not sure what he's interested in, in doing. He's just not interested in formally doing anything. He's like mom. He's a free spirit. He likes to twirl. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, I guess if you're not going to get uh, educated in some sort of uh, trade or in some kind of academic area, then manual labor is certainly something that you can you can rely on. Mm-hmm. But if he's not necessarily excited about doing that, I, I don't know, I guess... I guess you'll just have to wait and see if he's inspired. I know. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens. It's not like, uh, you know, I mean, most most people have gone through several careers in their lives. And just because you don't have something formalized that sounds really awesome, uh, you know, in your 17th year or however right. old uh, your, your, your youngest is. I don't know. He's 16. 16, 16 yeah. year. Uh, you know, 
I, basically, what I said I was going to do when I was 16 was a big fat lie anyway. So, you know, <laughs> I'm just, he's when just I was 16, I wanted to have a motorcycle and a wall with individual drawers with different drugs in them. My what? girlfriend, Chris, and I, that's what we were going to do. We were going to have drugs. Did you ever get that? No, oh. because I ended up quitting, you know, quitting all that, like around the age of 18. But that's, that's what I wanted. And um, yeah, so who knows? A friend of mine that I went to high school with, he used to miss his first class every single day because he'd be out surfing. And then he started Volcom. A what? Volcom. What's that? It's that's the a- biggest uh, uh, surf clothing industry. Uh, Oh wow! Thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like Quicksilver, only yeah. you know the the newer, fresher. Like one if or I knew anything about surfing, yeah. I'd be like, oh yeah, Volcom. Volcom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't so, know what else to say other than I know the symbol. Uh, you yeah. know, like I I kind of go yeah when she said it, but all I know is that they have a symbol and they make something that's cool for kids, and that's really where I'm ad- I'm done. Yeah, it, I mean it's adult clothing line also, but um, I mean he just he people thought he wasn't ambitious. Well, <laughs> surprise. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe he wasn't, but then he was inspired. You know, right. I mean, sometimes you just it takes time to get to that. Point. I really it's really important to me, though, for my kids that they do what they want to do and that they are inspired to mm-hmm. do something. And, um, you know, my oldest one, she always wanted to perform. She's now uh, dropping out of college. She's finished two years and mm-hmm. decided that even though she I mean, she has her education completely paid for and she's still saying no, thank you. Interesting. Yeah. Eight, five, five, four, fifty three. The sake. CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves, colleges, and all it's cracked up to be. You're certainly welcome to share your educational experiences. How did you do it differently from everybody else? Or bring up anything that's on your mind. Plus, more about the soft drink restrictions that may be coming down soon on New York City, perhaps a city near you. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Hour 2 is next. There's a legendary piece of equipment in the radio world. It's the CC Radio 2. It has the best AM reception, bar none, thanks to their twin-coil ferrite AM antenna. It also has stellar FM reception, plus ham and weather. I recently got one. It's the nicest radio I've ever owned. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane Company, their products are lauded for their quality by experts the world over. I highly endorse the C-Crane Company. Get the CC Radio 2 at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And you can enjoy the various features that you'll find there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Here with you tonight is Ian. Michelle. And Mark. Uh, So you can take control. That's the point of the program. Last hour, for those of you just tuning in, Mark, you were just about to get into detail from New York City. And what uh, Michael Bloomberg, who's the man that calls himself mayor there, has proposed. Lots of people call him mayor. Now, I don't normally like to talk about proposals for laws on this program because, you know, sometimes they just don't go anywhere. But then again, this is New York City we're talking about. And big cities like this, a lot of these proposed laws, 
they've got a good chance of passing because these people are very experienced at uh, passing nanny state control laws. Mm-hmm. There's all manner of regulations. Uh, there's you, you can you can't walk down the street in New York City without violating some sort of code. I mean, there's so much, uh, some sort, so many uh, local what do you call it ordinances? I guess that can be violated. I remember one story: a guy got arrested for or ticketed for sitting on a milk crate. It was like <laughs> improper use of a milk crate. Have you ever seen it? And I remember when I was in jail working the kitchen, the milk crates have warnings on them. There are like there's warnings on the side about how it's a violation of federal law to use this milk crate improperly. Don't turn it upside down and sit on it. Right. So, I mean, just kind of all kinds of crazy rules and regulations. It wouldn't surprise me to see this come to, to be true. And where was the report coming from, by the way? AP. Um, I've, got it from, I've got it from Wall Street Journal, but the story is from AP. Where they're saying that they're going to ban sodas or fountain drinks essentially that are over a certain amount of ounces 16 and i was listening to npr today and they had one of three of these sort of man in the street interview kind of feels to them mm-hmm. and i i you know you never know how legitimate they are but they had three interviews and they didn't uh, nobody said this guy ought to get out of our business and leave us alone, right? None of the New Yorkers, you mean? Right. Basically, they're all talking about, yeah, you shouldn't be drinking so much soda. Or, uh, I think it should be 15 ounces. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> but Make smaller ice cubes. Now, this doesn't have to do with uh, convenience stores. It's only restaurants, delis, and movie theaters. <laughs> really? So you can go to... So you can get a Humongo gulp down at the local convenience store. That's no problem. Right. So the deli has to split into... Has to put up a a petitionary wall and put a new door up. uh, And that way they can have, uh, you know, they can have a convenience store on one side and the deli on the other or whatever. This is ridiculous. I mean... to, to leave, I'm, by the way, I'm not advocating they should include convenience stores, but it seems like the convenience store lobby has uh, pulled some strings here, right? Because if you essentially ban everybody from buying large size sodas from everywhere else except convenience stores, well, then you're going to result in anybody that wants a 32 ounce big gulp sort of drink to go to the convenience stores. I mean, that's it's but basically allowed, funneling business their way. But you're not allowed to bring in uh, outside drinks into movie theaters, this though. Is true, so you'll true. have to buy. More. You'll have to buy several sodas if you want your 128 ounces of high fructose corn syrup. Well, everything in it is good for you, right? It's made out of corn and stuff. Water. (laughs) Water, that's good for you. What's Mm -hmm. the problem? It's it's amazing, though, that Michael Bloomberg, I mean, he, have you seen his helicopter and where he lands his helicopter? Have you? Isn't he allowed to fly into the city? He's like the only one who's allowed to or something? Well, yes, but there's this helipad that he flies into. It's restricted because it's very, very noisy. Helicopters are very noisy, but there are, um, it's it's a residential high-rise apartment complex with, you know, million-dollar plus apartments and people complained and said hey it's too noisy so he has on weekends he it has it can't be after eight in the evening and before you know six in the morning or something like that it's it's pretty reasonable you know whatever whether or not you agree with the restriction or not but the fact is is he violates it continuously because he's the mayor because he's the mayor and so he's you know i get to do whatever i want but for you people course you know and and this is exactly uh, there's been studies and this is exactly what power does to people um they you know believe because they're in charge the rules don't apply to them and 
you know, it's, it's, there's just evidence There's evidence all to over. prove that's true. <laughs> Absolutely. Also – As long as no one will enforce the rules upon them, then the rules don't apply. I mean, in theory, these rules should apply to them. But if the police look the other way – Right. Then- How, if you're the mayor and you can't get the police to enforce uh, – and, and people can't get the, the, uh, the police to enforce rules upon the mayor, then there are no rules on the mayor. Right. So it doesn't matter. Now, this rule is – it's very interesting because in the last decade – Is this like health code or something like that? Uh, uh, it's just a city ordinance? I don't know. I mean they're just going to go after them. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to so slam it down. It's them. restaurants. It's movie theaters. Right. And what was the third one? Restaurants, movie theaters. It was at delis, delis. Um, and yeah, restaurants, movie theaters, and delis, and <laughs> deli restaurant. But so you can still go to the grocery store and get a, a twelve or two ounce uh, bottle. You yeah. can still well, go two liter, two, a two two liter, liter bottle. Excuse yeah. me, two liter. Sure. Thank you. You get two. a two liter. You can get, as far as I know, from convenience stores. You can get a, a big a gulp or bottle. whatever, but you can't get it from restaurants, convenient yeah. places. Essentially, right. movie theaters. I've always felt like they they really do push the higher price stuff. It's like you know, it's it's four dollars for a small, four fifty for a, a large, and four. They had five dollars for a giganto. Right. Well, and, the cost doesn't go up dramatically between those sizes, so that makes sense. They're trying to incentivize you to buy more, right? Right. So, um, but what's interesting here is is that this is not a situation where they're trying to curb something. This is a situation where they're kicking an industry that is down. Um, they've the industry has struggled in the last years, recent years, as more health conscious Americans have shifted away from sugary sodas towards bottled water or sports drinks like Gatorade. When, when they say the to, industry, you mean the soft drink industry? Yes, uh, has uh, led to a twenty percent reduction in the calories consumed per capita through carbonated beverages over the last decade, according to the industry tracker Beverage Digest. Uh, under Bloomberg's proposed ban, soda consumption would slip further. So this isn't really about – this is about fo- following the parade, not starting the parade. Mm. And I – you know, I mean, really, if people are curbing their use of it, why do you need to make this law in the first place? Will this Good affect, question. Will why? this affect these Powerades and Gatorades and, uh, you know, the Sobeys and these, uh, you know – Those are teas. considered soft drinks, are they not? Uh, yeah, but they're not carbonated. Is this only for carbonated soft I drinks? I don't know. It says sugary drinks. It says cups of soda and other sugary drinks. Gatorade is definitely a sugary drink. I, right, but that doesn't mean that it's included. I see. Do you I understand it's being... about the marketing? So is juice. They're, right. they're, okay. discrimi- they're discriminating against sugar, and they don't even use sugar in those sugary drinks. They're discriminating against particular types of sugar. Apple <laughs> juice is, I mean, I mean, you know, right. as well as I do, apple juice really isn't toast. that good for you. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just just apples. You know, and, and they'll use it in other juices in order as a filler, in order to make, it's all 100% juice. Yeah, right. yeah apple juice. A lot of pear juice is actually used as filler. That's, that's true, too. But I mean, you know, so, so they change Coca-Cola to include pear juice instead of uh, high fructose <laughs> corn syrup. Is it now a health drink? Right. No, it's just sugar. So I, I don't think they're doing anything here. What's the penalty? Does it mention I, that? I don't know. I've got the ban here would impose a 16 ounce limit on any sugar bottled, uh, bottled water or fountain They'll drinks. Pull that, a license. What's that? They'll probably pull a license of some sort. I would assume. Yeah. Um, it, that contain more than 25 calories per 8 ounces would not affect diet soda or any drink that is ah. at least 70% juice or half milk or milk substrate. So wait a minute. So it has to do with calorie count? Yeah. So it can be as sweet 
as you want it to be, right? I mean, there's all kinds of these uh, zero-calorie sugar things that they uh, – these replacements that they mm-hmm. put in these soft drinks, these diet sodas. So you can get a 32-ounce Diet Coke. That's no problem. But you can only have 16 ounces of a uh, sugary Coke. It's ridiculous. So we don't want you to be fat, but you can go ahead and have grand mal seizures. <laughs> Where do the grand mal seizures come from? Um, NutraSweet? It's, is that the claim? I wouldn't What's know. What's the chemical that NutraSweet is, though? Is aspartame. aspartame. Aspartame, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, um, the, I, I don't know. They're not claiming – at this point, it's a proposal that doesn't uh, doesn't claim exactly what's going to happen. It's a ban. And, you know, how are you going to sell it otherwise? I mean, people are going to be selling the stuff on the street. They uh, sure no, will. they won't because the convenience stores are right there. It's just making it di- difficult on Delos. Right. And, by the way, these are high-profit uh, – Segments, uh, they're, so they're going to have to raise the costs of their sandwiches. And right, stuff. it's it's really seems like they're targeting delis and movie theaters at the benefit of the convenience stores because clearly, if they thought this was about stopping people from drinking soda, it would be just a straight up ban on anything over sixteen ounces. But they're not doing that. More coming up. Eight five five four fifty free. You take control. Free talk live. Tired of that same old government-free baklava from Madrick? How about trying Stateless Sweets government-free fudge and caramel? Stateless Sweets are made with real ingredients and prepared fresh for delivery to your home. Order them as a gift, a well-deserved decadent treat for yourself, or catered for your next event. Go to statelesssweets.com. That's statelesssweets.com. Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. And it's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And here with you tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. Hey, those features, by the way, include the bulletin board system where you can go and get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. You can also find our show notes. So the things we talk about on the show, generally we'll post them, links to them. Over the show notes section of the BBS over at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Now, one of the things that uh, our BBS has uh, that uh, plain boards doesn't have is you've got to put some sort of identifi- uh, identifying information into our BBS in order to participate there. But that's not always something that's valuable for you if you're a webmaster or you are uh, perhaps a blogger or maybe you're just somebody that's looking to anonymously communicate on the Internet. Uh, you can do that with plainboards.com. They offer free-to-use anonymous message boards to anyone who wants to start one. So it doesn't matter if you've got your own website. You can just go and start your own anonymous message board and then pass that URL around to your friends that you'd like to join you on the anonymous message board. They pass it around to their friends. So my point being, you don't actually have to be a webmaster, but if you are a webmaster, this is useful for, uh, for you as well. Plainboards.com is where you can go, P L A I N plainboards.com free to use anonymous and you can have it in seconds when you go there plainboards.com 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number here. Of course, we'll take your calls about absolutely anything. But before we go back to the phones, Michelle, you were talking about something during the break I thought the listeners need to hear about this. <laughs> Since we've been talking about sugary drinks, soft drinks, and this uh, this prohibition in New York City that may be coming soon. It's not a done deal yet. But the mayor is, is proposing this, that uh, that movie theaters, delis, 
and uh, what was the other one? Restaurants? Restaurants. restaurants. So movie theaters, delis, restaurants would be prohibited from selling any soft drinks over, uh, excuse me, any cal- caloric soft drinks. You can still have diet soda with an unlimited amount of uh, ounces, but they're restricting the amount of ounces that you can sell to a customer. Uh, so it's 16 would be the, the maximum ounceage that you could sell to somebody. So you could walk but, up, buy your sandwich well, at the deli. It means that the container can only be 16 ounces, but refills can, can still be free. Yes, no. Uh, I, who knows if the refill would be free? So they have to charge for it? Sure, why, why not? Why would the business, uh, you know, I mean, at that point, the government's just doing the business's bidding at that point. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, we don't know what all the details are, and for all we know, it could get worse. Like we've noticed that they've conspicuously let, uh, or they've conspicuously uh, left out the convenience stores, which is, of course, where plenty of Americans go on a day-to-day basis to get their dose of uh, soda pop. <laughs> I mean, the, a lot of these folks have a habit. They'll go in, they'll mm-hmm. get their big gulp, and they'll go to work, or they'll be on break or lunch or whatever. Uh, I'm not saying you you shouldn't be able to. By all means, buy as much soda as you want to. We but, like an occasional ginger. That's true. Yeah. Uh, And I've got one in the fridge, actually. (laughs) Uh, But so, yeah, get as much soda as you want. But it wouldn't surprise me if when this thing came in front of the city council, some city councilor looked at this and said, well, if we're going to ban soda, we need to ban it from the uh, convenience stores, too. And this could be modified by is what I'm saying by the time it ends up being all, all things said and done. Sure. And, uh, Michelle, what was it that you saw? There's a new size available. No, this was a this was a um, a uh, ways ago. And. It's uh, new to se- me. Seven <laughs> Eleven has started um, uh, having sodas. You know, the big gulp back in the seventies or eighties or whatever. That was, I think it was like eighties. Yeah, I, that was. I remember like, it coming out. <laughs> yeah, right. The big gulp was like what? Thirty two ounces or forty eight. Uh, 32, and then that was the, the, the big, big gulp or something like exactly. that. Exactly. And then it went it to 64. Super big, super big gulp. And, and then they were going to have a 128-ounce <laughs> one. And the funny thing Wait, about that- they were that, going to or they do? Th- well, they did. I don't know if they do here at the 7-Elevens. I haven't been to a 7-Eleven here in New Hampshire, but they did in California before I moved out here. And so, You aren't exaggerating. 128 ounces. ounces of, How do they structurally yeah. make a- a uh, wax paper cup. You probably would have to have like a serious cup. Like you'd have like to get pl- like a, a metal cup or something. Like <laughs> something with a handle. Yeah. It, I, I, yeah. yeah. But no, you could just have your paws and you just kind of bring it up to your face like that. Mm. <laughs> you know, I don't think I've ever purchased a Big Gulp um, except when I was really? in like high school in yeah. order to put vodka in so that somebody wouldn't know what I you'd was You'd have drinking. a graveyard where you like put Dr. Pepper and 7-Up and Coke. Oh, is that what you called it? When the you graveyard. Were growing up? A graveyard. Yeah. 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 A zombie. Okay. We, we called it a suicide. A oh. suicide, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Graveyard suicide zombie. <laughs> we all knew well enough to know that that was going to kill us if well, we kept drinking them. I didn't know that at all. I just thought it was horrifying mix. I mean, you know, if if it was actually good tasting to mix all these flavors of soda, they would sell a flavor of soda that way. This I, is just I liked what, it. I didn't care. <laughs> this is just what <laughs> kids think, who want to play with fountain uh, machines do. But it's just it's it bothers me so much the way the government is has this like marionettes, you know, okay, no more sugar. We're going to put Hawaii out of business and and cut out the sugar industry. Instead, we're going to use high fructose corn syrup because we subsidized all of the uh, all of the corn growers thinking that they were going to have ethanol, but then they don't. But now they can use it for high fructose corn syrup. And so we have to have that in the sodas. And oh, no, now we've found out that that causes cancer and diabetes and all kinds of health issues. So we're going to curb that down. I mean, just this constant, um, you know, playing with and rearranging and everything. I just it makes me crazy. 
Your thoughts are welcome. Yeah, it's not gonna, it's not gonna fix the problem. Look, if people want to, if people want these big beverages, they should be able to get them. They're gonna get them. I mean, as you pointed out, even if they ban them from, <laughs> people uh, are gonna go to stores. jail for having too much soda. You know, it's fun. It sounds funny, but it's probably something that's true. I mean, they're likely gonna send guys around to enforce this. They're going to have some health code inspector come in and say, "Whoa, what are these cups used for here, lady?" And they're going to see the large size cups and they're start asking questions. I and- pee in it when I'm traveling. <laughs> you know, and I think it's, it would have to be situations where they serve. Because, I mean, you know, if you're going to a deli and it's a self-serve situation, mm-hmm. right? And As many of them are. You're only allowed to buy a 16-ounce regular beverage, but you're allowed to have a 72-ounce diet beverage. Right. Then... You know, you're going to buy the diet cup and fill your own, fill it up with whatever you're going to fill it up with. In that case, I would imagine the restaurateur will not be responsible for your actions, but I wonder if the individual will then be held responsible. I don't know. I think the restaurateur would absolutely be responsible for your actions because that's so the only one they can. The, now all the deli is going to have to move the soda fountain back behind yeah, the counter. Right. Which, of course, costs money because it, it's labor. Yeah, well, that thing's installed there. It's probably not easy to move it. Right. I mean, this is already, as we pointed out already in this uh, in this article, already 20%, uh, you know, there's been a 20% reduction in the consumption of sugary carbonated beverages. So, really, what's the problem here? People have already decided that this isn't for them. Why do we need a law? 855-450-FREE. Well, thankfully, it's not happening here. It's happening in New York City. But remember... Just because it's happening in New York City doesn't mean that it won't happen where you live. Because some place was the first place to have a smoking ban. There was some place that was first. I think it was California, but I don't recall. It's been so long. But there was some bureaucracy, some set of politicians who decided, you know what? We should try to ban and smoking from all workplaces. And they tried it. And they got away with it. And then a bunch of other politicians jumped on board and it spread. And now I don't know how many places don't have smoking bans. I know there still are some of them. There must be, but it's caught on like wildfire. So if New York City has success with banning uh, big big gulps, then other places might try that too. I'm sure they will. Uh, 855-450-FREE. You can bring up anything you want. There's still plenty more to come here with you and your thoughts. 1-855-450-3733. Take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything you want. It's Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want toll-free at 855-453. It's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features 
That awaits you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. And those features include archives. We've got a bunch of them. They go all the way back to late 2006. You can click and download right from our website, or you can visit our brand new SoundCloud channel, and you can get them there as well. In fact, uh, the SoundCloud link is easy enough to find. It's right on the. Uh, it's on our left-hand side of the page under Listen and Share at freetalklive.com. You can click over to our SoundCloud page and then share with their share button on any episode you want to comment. In the middle of the episodes, if you want. Anywhere you want. You can place a comment in the episode. It's pretty cool. Uh, so go to freetalklive.com. Grab as many archives as you want free. If you're a coffee drinker, well, there's a great way to uh, get some great tasting coffee at a really great price. It's coffee.freetalklive.com. We've teamed up with O'Neill Coffee, which is a third-generation family-owned business that still roasts each batch with the finest beans and the utmost care. They've got more than 40 different varieties of gourmet and flavored coffees over there. Um, you can get your favorite and... Uh, to show for the Free Talk Live audience their commitment to freedom and making great coffee, they're offering a free mug and free shipping on orders of $75 or more. You can support great coffee craftsmanship at coffee.freetalklive.com. It's uh, when, when you do your order, make sure in the special instructions to put FTL. That way you can make sure you can get your uh, free mug. You'll get, I think everybody gets free shipping at 75 of uh, orders of $75 or more. It's coffee.freetalklive.com. All right, so 855-450-FREE. We continue here with your calls. Clint is on the line listening in Arizona. Clint, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Yeah, point of order on the uh, on the big gulp. Yes. The, the 32 ounce is a big gulp. The 44 is a super big gulp. And then they had a 64 that was the double gulp. Ah, yeah, yep. that sounds right. And guess, okay, so someone on the chat was like, Michelle's having so full of crap. It was called Team Gulp. It was 128 ounces, and it was in Reno, or in uh, Truckee, Cal... Team. Oh, T-A-M. Team. It was in Truckee, California, as so in you could suck buy, it, buddy. As in you can buy one of these and give it to a whole team of people. I guess, yeah. but it was one cup, so gotcha. little Mr. Newbie on the uh, studio, go away. Right, now, right. Isn't Big Gulp a Circle K brand, not a, a 7-Eleven brand? I would think so. Uh, Circle K is Thirstbuster. Oh, 7-Eleven okay. is Big Gulp. Is Big Gulp. Okay, very good. Shows you how often I go to convenience stores. Yep. So what else was um, on your mind tonight, Clint? But believe it or not, that's not why I called. Very good, sir. <laughs> so um, a neighbor of mine, a Ron Paul supporter, had asked me to run for state delegate and attend the Arizona Republican State Convention. Okay. And, you know, going to blow a Saturday, I only get 52 of those a year. You know, wasn't really on the top of my list, but, you know, I figured what the heck, uh, she was busting her chops trying to get people to go, so I went ahead and went and did it. And uh, it was a pretty interesting experience. You know, the first thing I figured out was that the primary election that we had had here in Arizona didn't really have anything to do with how the delegates that get chosen go national are. Meaningless. It's amazing. It's just a show. It's amazing how, uh, you know, the, this dog and pony show is trotted out in front of people as important and relevant. Well, right. Didn't the media just report this week? I, I thought I saw a headline about how, well, Romney won Texas, so he has locked in the, uh, the nomination. Yeah. It's over. Yeah, it's hilarious. I can't tell you how many people told me they wouldn't vote for Ron Paul in the primary um, because they wanted, well, I can't remember how they said it, but something about how they wanted to make sure they got a Republican in there. And I tried to explain to them that 
you know, it's the primary election that doesn't have much to do with it. But hmm. uh, uh, there's rate, there's a website called the real 2012 delegate dot com hmm. where they're attempting to, you know, try to show what they you know, what kind of the true delegate count is and uh, address this issue. Yeah, so I went and, you know, I was actually elected as an alternate. Okay. The, you know, state delegate and the state delegates go and vote for who goes national. Uh, and uh, so I went that morning. Um, I was in the alternates area when the opening exercises um, started. And uh, it was so, you know, there I am in a room full of people, myself included, that would identify themselves as Christians. Okay. So Sheriff Joe. You know, a man who seems a lot more like the Pharisees of the New Testament than a man who follows the principles that Christ taught gets up and leads the group in a mass worship of the cloth. Uh-huh. I just thought that was interesting. Gotcha. Painting uh, the, the flag. Yes. And gotcha. I, I just sat there. Luckily, I was in the alternates area, so there weren't too many people around me. Um, you know, so it didn't cause too much of a stir. Uh, well, I right imagine up. that's going to cause some uh, a bit of a stir at a Republican convention. I mean, somebody not standing for the pledge. Oh, I, I'm sure it would have if I was in a populated area. Interesting. Um, right after that, I was actually chosen uh, to go down uh, and be a full fledged delegate. You know, I was an alternate, but some of the uh, and how was it primary. decided that you would be uh, chosen for that? I mean, who who determined this? Uh, the neighbor asked me to run for it at the district level. Um, I didn't even show up for the election because I was busy working on an air conditioner that day. Mm-hmm. But somehow I ended up third in line. Um, so at least three of the the regular uh, delegates didn't show up that day. Um, well, gotcha. I know. So hang second- on. So you ran as a, a district. You got third place, and then at the no. state convention, he, no, he 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 lost. He he was the third alternate. Yeah, I, I would have got something like thirtieth place or something like that. You were the you third know, alternate at the state convention for my district. But the the first two guys didn't show, so you ended up being chosen. Well, of the you know, these numbers are not going to be totally accurate, but. Um, there was something like 30 state delegates from my district, and the first, you know, the top 30 vote-getters were the regular delegates, and I was like number 33, you know, on the top vote-getters. So just at least three of the people in the top 30 didn't show up. I see. Okay, got it. So there were 30 people coming from your area. You were one of the alternates, but some of the people didn't show, so they moved you up, and that's how you ended up getting in as a state-selected delegate. Yeah, there was something like, you know, 48 people. The first 30 were mm-hmm. were delegates, and then the next 18 or so were So do you feel like your time was well spent at this uh, Republican convention? I mean, it lasted from like 7 in the morning till 11 at night. Oh, my I, God. Just to vote for 26 people to go national. And, wow. And to, uh, was it a bunch of fighting or something, a bunch of arguing? Well, I'm sure you've been in a meeting with Robert's Rules of Order. Terrible. I hate them. <laughs> Oh, you know, one of the things, one of the many things that took a lot of time is when we got broke into congressional districts. You know, there's nine in Arizona, so everybody went to a different room. Uh, this was held at a at a uh, at a college mm-hmm. auditorium, like a a basketball 
auditorium. Sure. Okay. So uh, the nine groups were, you know, the nine congressional districts were split up. Uh, mine had about 170 delegates in it. Uh, and we all went to different places, some of them elsewhere on the campus. And uh, about a half an hour after we were in there, we all got called back to the main floor again because apparently the meeting hadn't been adjourned properly for oh us God. to go break out. So, you know, that's kind of the way the whole thing went. Um, there was, they didn't so have enough ballots. They didn't have enough. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't have enough ballots for ours, and I guess they couldn't just run some more off, so it took... Centralized organization fails so much. If you're an expert in Robert's Rules of Order, you can just rule one of these events because, you know, nobody can follow them. They can be so they're so difficult to follow and often they don't follow them. So basically you could just, uh, you know, beat your opponents into the dirt with these with these rules. Clint, uh, thanks for sharing your experience. It sounds absolutely harrowing. I uh, appreciate (laughs) hearing from you tonight. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. He made it out alive. 1-855-450-3733. Take control. Bring what you want. It's Free Talk Live. Coming up, patent trolling. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can and you can bring up whatever you want here at 855-453-free. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Uh, if you like the show and you like the fact that we give you the archives going all the way back to 2006 for free, because usually you have to pay for that sort of thing on other talk radio sites, if you appreciate that, then maybe you want to voluntarily support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. You can do that over at amp.freetalklive.com. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea behind AMP is that you send in 3 bucks a month. We'll take that, invest it into the show, and get on more radio stations across the country, bring more internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. And from what we've seen, it works. I mean, we're doing a decent job at it. We've got over 100 radio stations that air this show at various times throughout the week. XM Satellite Radio, of course, we're online on podcast and streaming form and archives. I mean, so there's plenty of ways for people to get in touch with Free Talk Live, for people to uh, randomly encounter uh, Free Talk Live, which means that people will randomly discover what the ideas of freedom are all about. So maybe you don't much care for me, or maybe you don't much care for Mark or some one of our co-hosts on the oh, no. program. It's you. It's, yeah, <laughs> maybe it's that's again. the case. In which case, I challenge you to find someone who's doing a better job of it than uh, than we are. Yeah, that's uh, it's it's really a point because to some extent, Free Talk Live's a point counterpoint show, right? Like you know, no, it's not. <laughs> shut up. So the boys, <laughs> you know, when you <laughs> when you go to a wrestling match and you see the good guy and the bad guy wrestling, and you've paid your ticket to see them. Mm-hmm. 
you're supporting the good guy and the bad guy. In Especially the in your game. case when you go to see ladies nude mud wrestling. That's right. You're like, oh, y'all get naked. That's right. So, you know, in in the process, there's the when Ian and I are, are doing our thing on here. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, at some point or another, you're going to like or dislike one or the other. People tend to to like one and then change their mind and then maybe change back or they dislike one of our stances on something. And it can be very up. It can be very upsetting Mm. because these are important issues that we talk about. But let's not forget that no matter whose side it is that you're on, you need somebody in the volleyball game to do the scoop, and you need somebody to do the set, and you need some, or is it the set? The set and the, the spike, right? Spike. Yeah, set and spike yeah. Somebody's got to set it, and somebody's got to spike it. All right, and I don't care who you think it is setting and who you care you think is spiking. Or who you think the bad cop or the good cop is. And also, whatever. this isn't a game, and it's not us fooling around and, and playing uh, like we disagree. Whoa, no, we really disagree on these issues. That's <laughs> yeah. absolutely the... You, I can tell you, because I'm sitting to the right of... The vein. Of Mark, and he's got this vein that pops out. Yeah, it's great. And then Ian will be caught in this gleeful, maniacal laugh as he sees that vein pulsating. I don't think I can see the vein from here. I've had sure. to take a... Take a take up uh, meditation in order to deal with it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, th- th- this is the show and this is what works and it obviously works because we're on more than 100 radio stations. And, you know, I was thinking about it today. I was thinking about these, uh, wh- where do people's liberty dollars go? They go to often big think tanks or projects and campaigns and, and, uh, campaigns and things like that. And I'm certainly not going to disparage things like Ron Paul or uh, the Cato Institute or any of these things. I'm not going to disparage them at all. But you have to ask yourself, what does your $3 do the most for? Because, it, you know, Ron Paul certainly reaching the masses. But a lot of these think tanks, not so much. But, of course, the think tanks do work that we're able to talk about here on the show and, and stuff like that. I, I, don't have a, I don't have any problems with supporting those things. I just think that Free Talk Live is the best use that you can make of three bucks. You know, I'd love to have uh, another principled, liberty-oriented show out in the regular radio marketplace. We know there are a bunch of them, and I've tried to collect as many of them as possible over at LRN.FM, which is my little streaming channel uh, hobby that I've uh, put together with the intention of promoting other liberty-oriented shows, because I know we're not right for everybody. But the fact is, nobody else has uh, has done what we've done. I mean, there's a lot of great talent out there, a lot of really great uh, talk show hosts that have a liberty perspective, but they haven't been put the effort in, or for whatever reason they haven't gotten where we've gotten in the real radio am fm radio xm uh broadcast broadcast business and so i mean you really there's no one else doing what we're doing so well the nice thing is is it's you could if you don't like what either one of these guys is saying you can call in and you can talk about whatever you want you absolutely (laughs) can Thank you for that point, Michelle. So again, go to amp.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up there, and you get perks too, like the amp-only call-in lines, amp-only podcast, uh, as well as the amp-only forum. Go and get the details and jump on board at amp.freetalklive.com. I appreciate it, whether you like me or not. Let's continue here with you and your thoughts. Nick is on the amp lines. Uh, Nick in Illinois, you're on Free Talk Live. 
three bucks, huh? In my case, it's three for each of you and one to grow on. <laughs> well, thanks for doing it, Dick. Oh, so you're doing four dollars? Very nice. Or wait, ten. no, six. Ten. Wait, six. Good three, Lord, six, nine plus one is no, ten. Oh, three Ian. for each of us, right? So three for all three of us. Very good. I swear, <laughs> I work with the densest <laughs> guy in the radio industry. Hey, you, neither one of you knew that it was bad and badly, meaning that you were announcing to the world that neither one of you is good at foreplay. I, I, I don't know what that means either. Wait, if what? I might interrupt. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go right ahead. <laughs> Uh, yeah, before I begin my material for tonight, I have a quick note for continuity buffs. Last time I called, which was the April 10th uh, podcast with Michelle, uh, the last time I called with Michelle on, uh, I asked whether or not it was okay for liberty-minded people to advocate for or against any governmental policy position, and I said at the end that I would explain how you changed my mind, but it's been like six weeks, and in retrospect, I felt like it was probably self-evident anyway. So, moving on for tonight, you've been talking about no Mayor Bloomberg. Either. Yeah, completely lost. <laughs> We've been drinking a lot of soda here, and we're going, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I have not, As actually. Tonight, you've been talking about Mayor Bloomberg and New York City and how onerous their regulations are. Yes. But if we're going to be persuasive to people out there who are not already liber- liberty-minded, I think we need to think through the alternatives. So here's something I wonder. How would a private city be materially different? Because, you know, with a Mayor Bloomberg of a private city, couldn't he still be able to make onerous regulations and violate his own rules if he wanted? Sure. Yeah, what would be the material difference? Uh, you would have the opportunity to move between private cities and you know make your choices. I guess they could say you can do that today. I mean, uh, exactly. How many that's, private cities would there be, though? That's of a this size. Big, that's a pretty big area to own privately. I mean, I'm saying I'm not saying there wouldn't be private cities. There certainly could be, but how many of them? How likely is that? I don't know, but even today, private cities are materially different, and I'm not entirely sure why. I don't know if it's just, uh, you know, it might not be about necessarily the non-aggression principle or not. It might be uh, a difference in attitude because they don't believe that they are above you. They don't believe they have that cloak of of legitimacy. So Uh, you're saying that a a certain kind of person's attracted to that private city is what you're saying, right? There's a private city going on in Florida. I don't know whether it ever took took off or crashed or whatever, but I think it was called Ave Maria. Oh, yeah, the one that the Domino's guy started. The Domino's pizza magnet uh, started. And they don't sell condoms. Uh, I suppose they might sell you a condom if it was full of soda, but they don't sell (laughs) condoms um, there. And and, and other prophylactics, I guess. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what there are besides condoms, but you know, so they they do. Uh, there are private cities that, for whatever for whatever their reasons are, that restrict commerce. Mm-hmm. I like to. The reason I bring things like this up is because I like to imagine that the whole world is nothing but private entities. I don't see a distinction. The state acts like it's categorically different from the rest of us, but it's really no different from a private entity that does all the same things. It violates other people's rights the same way a thief who uses force to take my wallet is not a one-person state. He's a private criminal. But a natural consequence of seeing it this way is that it gives me sympathy for the government because it means that there is nothing inherent to its existence that is wrong, just its actions. If it would only change its behavior, then theoretically it would be like any other business. I totally agree. That is all that needs to change is they just need to take the force away from the things that they do. So if, if, for instance, the city of Keene were to send me a property tax bill and I were to know that they weren't going to steal my house if I didn't pay the full amount, then I would be able to send them whatever amount that I felt was appropriate for the services that they had uh, rendered to me. And that would just make them yet another private business run by 
private individuals. Uh, so, but the fact is, they are willing to use violence, and that sets them apart. Plus, they but also have the, another... the, the legitimacy well, factor that allows them to use violence without anybody even batting an eye at it, for the most part. Well, one question I have is, why do you have a better claim to that house than they do? They were there first, right? They were there first, meaning because they've he... always claimed to own the property? Well, it's been like hundreds and hundreds of years, and uh, you know, it, if you don't inherit the sins of your father, at some point the organization has changed enough that don't they truly own what they they own the same way? Well, if way they owned it, I should have bought it from them. And, and, and there's confusion, right? Like, think about this for a second. Uh, you know, there are people that when they buy property don't entirely know what they're getting into because it's not an, it's not outlined in the contract that they purchase. I, as ashamed as I am to say this, uh, you know, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say, maybe not ashamed. I'm embarrassed to say that when I bought my property, I thought that there might be something called a lodial title in New Hampshire and that I might be able to get away because I owned it tax I owned it without a, a mortgage or anything like that that I might be able to get away without having to pay property taxes and I was going to attempt to try to make that happen how'd that so work out it didn't it did not work out I don't know Nick if you got more you can hang on we'll bring it back here in hour three which is coming up 855 450 free SACL CAI toll free line free talk live Get 18,000 radio stations from around the world. Pandora, Opio, Live 365, and MP3 tunes. With C-Crane's CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio. It's great in any room of the house. You can listen to your favorite station stream from back home, whether it's another state or another country. Play Free Talk Live's live streams, LRN.FM, or your favorite stations. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane company, their products are the best. Get the CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio at C-Crane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com. Live, and you can bring up what you want toll free. 855 450 free, the SACL CAI toll free line. Take control of the airwaves, that's the point of this program. 1 855 450 3733. As we will continue here, taking your phone calls about whatever you want. Still to come, patent trolls. We'll explain more about what that is here in a moment. But Nick is on the line with us in Illinois, and Nick, I wanted to make sure you had enough time to, uh, to get your thoughts out. You're back on Free Talk Live. Okay. Um, so I see the state as a private entity that thinks it has special rights and doesn't know the right names for things. It uses citizen when it means surf, and it uses ownership when it really means rental. Yep. If we were to translate their thoughts into language, uses- we sp- taxes when it means theft wait you think they're doing that on accident like they're just confused about what things mean i mean i think they're doing that on purpose to try to cover up the fact that they're a criminal gang it's uh well i mean i think they really think that that's what i think that they think ownership itself is subject to their whim it's what i think so they think of it the way we think of rentals Whenever they say you own this, it's always you know with with strings with strings attached. But we really own it because we really own everything. We don't even have to say that. That's what I think is going on in their heads because that's certainly how they act. Certainly is, and that is you know the mindset of a criminal. 
it would be the same thing with a private entity like the mafia. But well, criminals but don't the, even have the, um, the the audacity. Maybe the mafia, maybe organized crime. I don't even. I wouldn't specifically say the mafia, but maybe organized crime might believe they own a particular neighborhood or something like that. But um, you know, most thieves don't believe for a second that they actually own your stuff when they're stealing it. They just want to steal it. <laughs> that's that's certainly so, so true. They don't have this uh, this 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 egomania that goes with it. Like yes. the government people frequently do. I mean, a lot of these government guys, if you press them, they will say that they do. You know, they believe that they control your property, and therefore that means they must think they own you, or they must think well, they yes, own your property. They, yes, they are deluded, and because of that, you know, just because they're wrong about what they own doesn't mean they own nothing. And that's not even considering the situations of countries other than the U.S. Obviously, the U.S. has a particularly bloody history, but a country like Holland, for example, as far as I know, was settled on completely unsettled land. So if the first settlers there set up an organization that they called their government that was legitimate for them, doesn't that government at least still own that land and have the right to make the rules there? I don't know. Can, can an entity continue on for centuries like that without, I mean, you know, if I... I mean, it seems really strange to be able to say that this entire entity owns this whole piece of land. I mean, it's really what's best is if it's broken up into much smaller areas that can uh, rule themselves better. Holland is already pretty small. It is pretty small, but I mean, it's it's pretty big compared to neighborhoods and that kind of thing. Well, and ultimately, when we, when you say entity, I mean, you don't mean anything that's real. The government is just an idea. It's just men and women acting a certain way towards other men and women, in this case, violently threatening other peaceful people. Uh, so when you say this entity owns this thing, like let's look at uh, the city of Keene, where it's the place we live. Uh, the city of Keene doesn't exist. They're just bureaucrats, uh, these government people calling themselves the city of Keene. Uh, so ultimately, none of them actually own the city of Keene. They're just people that are that are working for this thing that they call the city of Keene. This is what they call themselves. But if a bunch of them decide to, re- you know, if they all decided to retire tomorrow, uh, w- would that mean they would take a piece of what they owned? No, not really, because they don't really have any real ownership. It's just control. It's just control by violence, by the exertion of force. There's no real way to, to break up the property because there's no agreement that those people came to in the first place. Like, like the city manager doesn't have a share of the city of Keene. The, uh, the janitors don't have a share of the city of Keene. The, the voters don't have a share of the city of Keene. It's just a, a smokescreen, really, is what it is. It's, just a, it's, a, ga- it's a name for their criminal gang. Uh, the, the city doesn't actually, I don't think, have a legitimate claim to anything. And I think that ownership, an intrinsic part of ownership is responsibility. And we were talking on the break that, you know, if, so, if this entity owns um, Ian's house, well, when is that entity going to come redo the floors? <laughs> you know, and so, so this idea that the city or the state owns this, um, owns anything, I'm not really sure how, they're, how that can be true when... When there's no one there that is taking responsibility for improving the land or being a steward of the land or whatever else it is. Well, that, that opens up uh, a whole new can of worms in uh, corporation theory, whether or not it's – there are two classes of libertarian thought. You guys seem to be on the side that is against the even possibility that something like a corporation, a, a non-existent legal fiction capable of owning things, can exist. Whereas, uh, for example, the Mises Institute and Stephen Kinsella and theorists like him 
are totally on board with the idea that they... Well, uh, I've spent some time well, talking to Stefan, uh, uh, Stefan Kinsella about this, and you know, I haven't listened to every podcast that they might have put out regarding it, but I don't think there's a that big of a difference between where we are and where they are. It's just a, an what, issue of terminology. What do you mean by that? Well, for one, um, I mean, you know, it, does a corporation uh, limit people's responsibility for their actions? That's the idea for for the most part. That that's you know, and if it does, then it's immoral. Because Absolutely. then I should be able to do business behind a, a corporate veil when I do anything. I'm going to get married. My corporation's going to get married to my wife. That way, I can cheat on her. <laughs> right? It's just well, stupid. Well, I don't know. I formed a corporation years and years and years ago, and it was so that in the event. I mean, as soon as I you had any money, I kept getting, purposes. I started, people started suing me sure. <laughs> and I, you know, it's like, okay, fine. If you want to sue me in my business thing, great, but you can't come after my house. You can't come after my kids, you know, well, to, whatever. So it was to insulate I, my, my personal money and my home and my family. I'm not talking about today's world mm. because in today's world, people can bring, uh, you know, you're talking about a, a judicial system where people bring suit and the ones with the most lawyers win. Right. And that's. You know, so I'm not talking about that. It would have to be a situation where it's it's a fair arbitration system, and I can see why people use corporations to protect themselves. I certainly do the same thing in my life um, because I, you know, need that kind of uh, protection. However, uh, when when you're talking about the sort of uh, free market corporation system thing going on, I, I, you know, if if you're uh, protecting investors in a company from liability. Well, really, what's the difference between investors and bondholders in that circumstance? I mean, if I want to invest in your company, Nick, and maybe you, you know, you know and, and my concern is, is that I'll be liable for whatever actions you make because I'm an owner as an investor. Well, then what's the difference between us drawing up a contract where I loan you $100,000 and the payment is based on how much the value of the company uh, goes up or goes down? This certainly expanded beyond the area that I thought was relevant to the discussion, which regards the question of whether or not uh, whether or not agreements which establish a kind of collective ownership can be in any way legitimate. Be- because uh, if it's just a question of of well, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. If we're talking about collective ownership, I think that's fine. If if people want to get in on an agreement where there's multiple investors, obviously there's partnerships and investors and all that. But well, what I have a problem is where they're protected from. What I, right, the structure of the corporation, as I understand it, is to essentially protect those people from liability for the decisions that they make as the people running the corporation. I've got a problem with that. How exactly are they protected? Like if somebody who works for Brinks, driving a Brinks truck, runs over someone, you can't uh, – do they – is it like the driver is, is protected from liability? No. Um, when, you know, you, when we go into business, uh, I can tell you that certain, certain circumstances is if uh, you, know, you have a corporation and that corporation brings on debt. You know, say I get 100,000 golf balls and you know, I decide I'm going to go out of business. Now get your golf balls back. You know, get, collect on your golf balls. Oh, you can't sue me. The company's out of business. Right. You can only go after the company, the corporation, which limits liability uh, for actions. And Nick, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. So very wealthy people know how to use these corporations to insulate and themselves and their wealth from any kind of responsibility for the actions that they take. 
855-450-FREE. Take control here. It is Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. Are you excited about Flaming Freedom's bigger, gayer dance party at this year's Porkfest? Oh, yeah. Well, you should be. There's going to be hopping dance music and a giant tent full of liberty lovers getting their gay on. By gay? Do you mean happy? Oh, uh, d- sure, Claire. Super Gay Dre is bringing his elite team of drag queens led by Fiolencia. There's going to be raffles for all kinds of prizes, as well as prizes for gayest costume, best drag queen, and best drag king. So get your ticket now for the insanely cheap price of just $5 at flamingfreedom.com slash dance party. Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. Toll free at 855-453. The SACL CAI toll free line. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you will find there totally free. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com. And those features include our Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com. At shrine.freetalklive.com. You can get involved there. We've been using a product out of my house called the uh, C Cranes Company's Super USB Wi Fi Antenna 3. <laughs> and, you know, I may not know the name of it uh, nailed down real well, but I can tell you that the use of this product has been amazing. I mean, it's really, really stunning. I, I, I thought you just kind of had to live with the restrictions that Wi Fi provides, but. This antenna changes all that. Reception can go up to a mile. Uh, now, you know, I live out in the woods and there's a lot of trees and by the way and mountains and things like that between me and my neighbors. So I really can't tell you whether it makes it a mile at my house, but it makes it it, it increases the uh, the Wi-Fi capability in, in my property a great, great deal. Hmm. And, uh, you know, we were able to do a lot of things that we weren't able to do before. I have a, uh, a renter who lives on the property and, you know, it used to be if he wanted to use my internet connection, he had to kind of just come sit outside my window of my office. <laughs> and now, yeah, he can be over at his place and do it. It's, um, if, if you want to get the, uh, the USB Wi-Fi antenna three, oh, by the way, if it, since it's made by C Crane Company, it's the best. Uh, you can go to C crane.com that's c-c-r-a-n-e.com uh, anything made by them's uh, great anything you get there i've been a customer of theirs for for many years and i've always been impressed with their products i'm very happy with c crane company let's continue with you and your thoughts you can bring up what you want also we can talk about patent trolls here in a moment but first we go to the phones and to your uh, your calls let's go to ryan listening in oregon ryan you're on free talk live with the in michelle seven and mark Hello, oh, Ryan. hey, how are you guys doing? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, um, just kind of um, as I've been trying to talk to people, you know, about, um, you know, just simple things like realization of information and things like that, I've kind of, you know, come to find that there's specific things that people don't want to listen to. Like? Well, okay, so if you take... Um, Federal Reserve or something like that. Sure. Yeah. It's a tough subject. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, and people say, you know, people are, oh, well, that's, you know, 
and then you can you can touch on other things, you know, and people are especially, you know, thinking you're a UFO skeptic about, yep. you know, fluoridation and things like that. It, you know, uh, actually, when you mentioned I, UFOs, one time, uh, you know, somebody, I was sitting at a bar here in Keene, and uh, I was talking to this young lady, and somehow or another, she came to the conclusion that I was a libertarian, and uh, might have said that. I don't have any idea. But she came to that conclusion, and her next question, she kind of looked at me for a little while and said her next question was, do you believe in aliens? And, yeah, see, and that, you know, it was just that's, that weird. That's kind of the default, you know, and... You know, what I've found, though, is some people, it, it, it's kind of funny, you know, if you if you even look on Facebook and things, you know, and it's impossible to get in a conversation with someone about anything political, you know, to say, well, it's, it's all kind of a joke, you know. Mm-hmm. But what, the, what uh, is funny is then you will see them post something like, I can't understand, you know, it's got to be specific to their lives, which is kind of... Kind of a daunting task, you know. When you say to, it has to be specific to their lives, you mean the conversation leading them to the ideas of liberty? Yes, and and, and right. for them to actually, it's kind of funny because then people will, you know, start looking into things after you, you know. Well, you don't have to do anything, but then they question something, and then you throw something out like, you know whatever the specific thing is in their life that all of a sudden they question and go, huh? Then, then they'll actually start reading. It, it is hard to get people to understand the plight of others, to symp- to empathize with the plights of others and the loss of liberty that others are facing when they feel as though everything's just great. I get to go to work, come home, watch or, television. And all well, they're, they're I'm free. The, they're dealing with their own problems at the same time. I would say something then, more like that. People are tired, weary, they, and distressed. Yeah, well, then when they get, they feel like they're getting kind of screwed over. Then you go, well, think about this, and then they're like, oh, well, and then they'll actually look into the things you spoke to them about before and go, yeah, this makes sense. Well, you know, you know and when you're talking about the Federal Reserve here, you know, this is one of the reasons people put this in the the area of con, of conspiracy theory is. And it is truly a conspiracy. <laughs> um, the idea that the Federal Reserve is an organization of uh, you know banks, independent banks that uh, work in a sort of quasi-governmental fashion in order to uh, you know create a fiat currency, uh, one that's backed by nothing. Um, you know, people will look at that because there's nothing they can do about it. Um, it's so yeah. far removed. It's the same. You know, they they have about the same effect as they do on the Bilderberg Group and uh, aliens from Mars mm, yeah. as they do exactly. on the Federal Reserve. Well, and the and the funny thing is, though, is is that they'll actually. I have come to find that once something gets home in a certain way, and they generally don't. You know, most people don't like you to to tell them before they get to the realization, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, all ideas are bad except mine. Yeah, but then when they go, hey, wait a minute, and you go, yes, wait a minute, then they'll go, well, this is all kind of screwy. You're, well, yes, yes, it is, and it's actually fact. Hey, you know, right. I know O'Reilly or anyone else, you know. You know, if they're on the on the right, you know, they figure it's man. I used to read a bunch of O'Reilly books, but I got completely turned off when he said we're not talking about Ron Paul on this show. <laughs> mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. someone just faintly mentioned Ron Paul. They said, "Oh, well, you know, someone like Ron Paul is like we're not talking about Ron Paul." 
Hey, Ryan, I'm sorry to, to interrupt you, but could I ask you something? Since you're in Oregon right now and we're out all, all the way on the other side of the country, did you... Um, Where are you guys at? We're in New Hampshire. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. So um, we were, at the beginning of the show, we were talking about the, um, the jailed inmates being released from jail down in Grants Pass. So have you heard about that? No. I haven't. Okay, well, Grants Pass, they, um, jo- uh, Josephine County or whatever that is down there, they, um, they're uh, $12 million in the hole, so they've released their, their inmates. Um, uh, a, mo- a portion of them. Yeah, a portion of them. And um, I was just curious as to whether or not you heard anything about that going on anywhere else in any other cities or counties in Oregon. Well, um one thing there's there's a local guy Lars Larson who also ironically doesn't like Ron Paul but he exposes a lot of the uh he has a guy who comes on and speaks about you know inmates and things like that but yeah i mean literally on the news i mean it, it, on local news if it's not about you know you know, something that's happened like a church fire. Or a if it bleeds, fire. it leads, as they say. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for the call tonight, Ryan. I appreciate hearing from you in the conversation at 855-450-FREE. Of course, plenty of time for you and your thoughts. We're going to put whatever you want. 1-855-450-3733. Plus, if we get a chance, we'll tell you about patent trolling. But are there are also folks that want to say something here, so we will get to them. 855-450-FREE. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Toll-free number here tonight, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and get involved in the features that you'll find there. Stuff like our news updates. You can get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop with emails, or perhaps you'd prefer to follow us on Twitter or Facebook. You can do those things over at news.freetalklive.com, news.freetalklive.com. If you're looking for liberty-oriented news, I think really the place to go is freedomsphoenix.com. Um, you know, it's a great news aggregation site, and you can get a lot of stories there. Certainly, um, you know, freetalklive.com, we've got uh, an aggregator there ourselves, and our listeners uh, upload stories, but I, you know, I see a lot of them at uh, freedomsphoenix.com too. I think you get uh, more content over there at freedomsphoenix.com all right so let's continue with you and your thoughts steven listening in rhode island you're on free talk live steven steven in rhode island going once steven in rhode island going twice you're on the air my thoughts are that they should lower the Lego prices of uh toys that's really 
They should what? Oh, Stephen, you're so cute. Can you can you start over though? Because you kind of went out there for a second. Okay. Well, they shouldn't. They should, um. The high prices of Legos. You want them to to lower the price of Legos? I have to say, I totally agree. When I was growing up, I loved Legos, and they're one of my favorite toys, but they're so expensive even back then, and I guess they're not any better these days. That's tough. That's a tough thing, Stephen. You know what I mean? Yeah, but... And, uh... Here's what I'd recommend you do. I'm sorry, you've got a really bad connection. We can barely understand a word you're saying. Maybe call back on a better line. Uh, we don't have to let you go. But uh, here's what I'd recommend first before I do. Uh, there's garage sales where you can get Legos for very, very cheap. And maybe you can find some online on eBay as well. I remember I was uh, when I went to a garage sale, I got this bucket of Legos. Like a huge, huge bucket of Legos for like two bucks i mean i'm not exaggerating it was the biggest find of my entire life at uh, at all the garage sales i'd ever been to and uh, so i would recommend maybe poking around at some local garage sales and looking online as well because like likely people selling legos on the used market probably aren't getting near the price that they fetch uh, on the brand new market. It's a good idea. I mean, you won't be one of those sets where you can build, I don't know, a, uh, a, a Star Wars uh, Jawa. Right, where you, you follow know, the instructions thing. brick by brick. Yeah, But you can get the Legos themselves and be able to create amazing things with them. And that, that frankly, after you've built the set, that's the fun thing about Legos is to build all the other things with them. All right, Stephen. Good luck. Thanks for the call. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. I, I would have loved to have talked to him more. It, yeah. it, was the, it was the phone connection. Couldn't understand every other word, unfortunately. Let's go back to uh, Shane listening in, or to Shane, listening in Michigan, Sterling Heights. Shane, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, I was calling. There's kind of been a recent, I guess, what our local media outlets are calling it epidemic. Um, I actually never heard of it. I don't know if you guys have um, the synthetic marijuana, K2 or Spice. Yeah, apparently. sure. Okay. Well, I guess there's been a lot of problems with it, you know, locally. Um, and it, it kind of occurred to me, I'm thinking to myself as I'm reading all these stories, which have been over like the past week or whatever, like, don't you guys realize you know, to me, this illustrates a perfect example of, you know, drug prohibition and how it creates, you know, this alternative market that wouldn't have probably existed. Absolutely. Had there, uh, you know, and, you know, I'm hearing these, you know, comments of judges, you know, this issue is com- impacting our community. People need to know about it. And it's like, I don't know, it's just astonishing to me. And then, so, of course, you know, they go on to say, you know, um, it's the perfect drug because it's available everywhere, and it's tough to outlaw because people keep changing the formula. And it's like, you, where are the parents? You know, instead we're going to rely on the state to step in. And well, and clearly the state can't uh, step in <laughs> successfully. I mean, they haven't successfully stopped young people from getting their hands on marijuana. But now that uh, chemicals are more easily manipulated and distributed than ever before, you've got these uh, synthetic versions that are coming out. And a lot of people have some real concerns over these things because unlike marijuana, which has been with mankind since the dawn of mankind uh, as a plant that grows <laughs> naturally in the earth, this uh, K2 product, the spice, the, these things have existed for Half a decade. Uh, so people don't know. Maybe not I even tried that. It. You did, so did I. Yeah, I tried it once because I, I wanted to see, you know, what the kids were doing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was, I don't know, whatever. I, I'm kind of like a 
I like to smoke a joint. So you didn't get locked thing. to the couch? No. <laughs> because some people have some pretty serious reactions. Uh, if you actually talk to Pete and Adamo from coplock.org, they tried some of this stuff when they were out in Vegas. It was right before they got arrested by mm-hmm. uh, the police in their in their RV. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had smoked some of this, uh, I don't know which brand it was. There's different brands. Right. And so there's different uh, chemical configurations. So one brand may have a different chemical configuration than another brand, but they mo- may both be marketed as substitutes for, for cannabis. Mm-hmm. So one may have different uh, results. So I tried some at the Porcupine Freedom Festival a couple of uh, years ago, and it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's, I feel high. You know, it feels kind of similar to cannabis. But when Pete Nademo did it, Pete was like locked to the couch and couldn't move. It was kind of a scary situation wow. uh, for him. So some people have, have had some pretty scary well, And then the bath salts is even worse. That's like LSD. And the most recent no, thing. No, no, no. It's not like LSD. In oh, fact, that's what I was told. Where did, when, did, when were you told that? This week? Yes, uh-huh. by some by some kids who were trying to. to I God. I was ask, actually asking them about the poop. Have what? you guys heard about the poop? <laughs> what that is the okay. So so yes, there what? are there are kids that you know how people kids were taking tampons of alcohol and putting it up inside them and trying to get you know wasted like yeah, that. And heard they that. were kids sure. are pooping in a bag and they're letting it ferment and then they're smelling it and they're getting high off the fumes. I have heard this before. Unbelievable. And I don't I I think it might be an internet hoax. Doesn't that it sounds like that Jenkum stuff that we talked that's about a is. while back. Yeah. Yeah, that's a total hoax. <laughs> no, I believe it. I read it on the internet. <laughs> it sounds like something some teenagers would try though. Like I can imagine teenage boys hearing this Ew. rumor and actually trying it. Uh but I don't think there's anything to the or any semblance of truth behind it any other thoughts you want to share shane no i mean that was it i just wanted to point that out yeah uh, great show and uh actually i just recently started listening to you guys again um we didn't offend you too badly no 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 but i want to say like maybe my junior senior year four or five years ago i used to listen to you guys religiously but uh welcome back uh, Glad to have you back. We're still here, and now you're back. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call, Shane. And stay away from that fake stuff. Uh, Go with the real product if you possibly can. (laughs) Thanks for the call. Of course, then again, you know, the fake stuff is probably not going to put you in a jail cell, which is why a lot of people are are considering using that stuff. But I have to say, some of the stories, especially the bath salts, there was a a news piece that I had about that, Michelle, on Monday night. We didn't get a chance to get to it. We're certainly not going to have a chance tonight. But I do want to talk about this in in a much greater detail than we can do in the next few moments. But uh, the news media, which, of course, parrots everything the government says, has been out there saying, bath salts are the new LSD. And, of course, that's not even close to anything resembling the truth. Bath salts, as I understand it, I'm certainly no expert, but I've done some some looking into this. Bath salts are, again, this kind of general term for designer drugs. So there are uh, these drugs like the synthetic cannabis. There's Mm -hmm. also stuff that's trying to ape cocaine, stuff that's trying to Mm -hmm. ape uh, MDMA. There's product that's trying to ape methamphetamine. So these are all being sold as bath salts. So who knows Mm. which one it is, you know, which bath salt it is that you're getting when you're you're purchasing these things, unless you're actually doing the research to find this stuff out. Crazy random high. Most people walking into the, uh, the convenience store are probably not researching the bath salts in advance. Uh, you know, whatever the product is. And so, as I understand it, nobody has made a bath salt that is trying to ape LSD. So it has absolutely no no resemblance Why to LSD. Why would you, considering it's so inexpensive? What, LSD? Yes. Well, you have to get your hands on LSD. 
LSD is inexpensive if you can find it. It was really easy to find when I was a kid. I, I never did it, folks. It's but. not that easy now, I can oh, tell really? you that. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line, unless you get on the Silk Road, in which case then it's pretty easy. 1-855-450-3733. We'll talk more about the bath salt LSD connection in a while. Not tonight, though. More coming up. Your calls are next. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Enough time for you and your thoughts. You can take control of the airwaves at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and get interactive there. Enjoy the various features we have. And if you like the show and you appreciate Free Talk Live and what we're doing here, you can get behind Free Talk Live by promoting us. Go to promote.freetalklive.com, get a bumper sticker and slap that on your car or your bike or your backpack or wherever it is you put bumper stickers. And, of course, you can also download web graphics that you can then use to uh, promote the show on perhaps your website. You can also get high-res graphics. You can download flyers. Go to promote.freetalklive.com as we go to the phones and to your thoughts. Let's go to Anthony listening to WSJM on the FM band in Benton Harbor, Michigan. Hey, Anthony. Hey, how you guys doing? Just guys great. Good to hear from you. Welcome, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, my thing is um, the, the military leadership apparatus and how it converts over into the civilian world. You know, after some of these guys serve, you know, now, first of all, our soldiers, they go out and they fight hard, and, and they've been doing it for a decade all around the globe. We all know that I completely support them. Oh, okay? that's too bad. Um, and and they are they are our nation's heroes. Okay? No, I don't I don't agree. Uh, <laughs> we regardless of well, what this is my opinion. You're, you're not a hero for following the orders of politicians, in my book. Well, well, you know, just just for the fact of being able to, I mean, it's a volunteer uh, um, uh, thing. Uh, our military. They're getting I don't know that paid. That <laughs> they're getting their college <laughs> education paid for. They're getting insurance. They're getting all kinds. Of, they're getting to get out of the crappy situation that they're in. They're getting their debts purchased and everything. It's not that they're doing it for nothing. Mafia hitmen are volunteers too. That's me. They're still they're still heroes. Okay, right. I'm years old okay, tell yourself whatever story you want to. Go, Go on ahead. with the point. Okay, that's fine. But I, I, I kind of wish I would have served, but I didn't. However, I, I, I'm in the nuclear field. I'm actually in nuclear security. And what I'm finding is, my, my thing is, some of these guys are coming back, you know, and, and they're finding their way into other um, civilian careers, you know. And, and a, lot of, a lot of their skills and talents do uh, apply well to what we do, you know, law enforcement and different things like that, you know. But some of them tend to have this uh, mentality where, you know, um, they can't shake it, you know, and, and not everything in the military can fly over to the civilian world, you know, properly, because in our force, we are armed force, you know, but we're made up of, of young people of different ages, you know, um, some great, we even got some older folks in there, you know, and people of all types, you know, 
Um, and, and no one signed up for anything. And we're definitely not in boot camp. But some of these guys who come there, you know, um, it's like they can't let it go. And, and, and when you say they can't let it go, you mean like some sort of regimented attitude? Uh, they're, they're, yeah. they're acting yeah, like... And, and I, I totally respect them and all of that, you know. But for, can you give me some examples? I mean, can you try to try to paint a picture for me? Okay, well, like, um, we don't necessarily, we all, we all wear uniforms, you know, we all carry weapons, we're all armed and all that stuff. But being on the line and boots shine and all of that, a lot of us just say, no, that's not what I signed up for. You he know, wants you to shine I mean, your boots. And you're... Oh, and, well, yeah, you know, now, again, we sign a contract, we provide a service, we are a private security, you know, thing, and, 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 and we have a certain look and we're deterrent. And is and, this and somebody, just I'm curious, the, the person, the people you're talking about, are they somebody who, are they on the same level as you in the business that you're no, in? they're in management. They're management. They're, yeah, they're, they're in the ivory tower over there, the, the, the cubicle guys, you know. So you feel and, like they're and, bringing in a mentality of uh, ultra-obedience to a job that doesn't require it? In, in a sense, not all of them, some of them. Yeah, I mean, that's a billion guys. There. Now, there are patent leather shoes out there that I know that uh, security guards, police officers, and uh, corrections officers will wear. Some of some have better soles on them. I mean, what about just shiny shoes? Uh, no, no, because it's, it's a bit of an industrial thing. We are a power plant, you know. It's okay. Just yeah, okay. But just the overall thing is just the, the, the high and tight, always, you know, on the wire, you know, bolstering kind of Hair, Haircuts? Thing, you know. Is that what you're saying? Haircuts? Oh, well, yeah, we do have to have a certain type of haircut. We can't go beyond It ears. sounds like you're saying they're high strung, right? They're, they're When you say that. Some of them can be. Yeah. And, and I'm just thinking, it reminds me of, like, some of these, um, and I really hate to do this, and I don't mean it in any derogatory kind of way, or, 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 or I don't want to be... Um, I don't want to mess this up, but it's kind of like when an inmate, for instance, are, is incarcerated for a long period of time, they have a hard time adjusting to the outside Yeah, world. they become institutionalized. I think yeah, that's an interesting observation, and thanks for the call, Anthony. I appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. Let's talk to Mike in Texas listening to XM Satellite Radio. Hey, Mike. Hi, guys. Hey, uh, you've heard lately about these uh, the three different attacks where people were, were acting like zombies lately, uh, Miami, New Jersey, and California. I'm going to eat your face off. I've just seen Miami. <laughs> Go ahead. It's horrifying. I heard something about one of the other attacks last night. Was it? Uh, what was one of the other ones besides Miami? Pulled okay, his heart uh, out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in California, pulled his heart out. And New Jersey, a guy cut his intestines open and started throwing his uh, guts at the cops. Now, this was just something I wanted to talk about, okay? Um, and this might sound kind of crazy, but we know about predictive programming, right? I, I don't know. Maybe you need to tell like, us about okay. predictive programming. Okay, you know, like uh, you can look up uh, Bart Simpson 9-11, and, and you can see the, the episode where Bart Simpson holds up a, a New York City tour guide that says 9-11. Um, like in uh, The Matrix, when they show Neo's passport, it says expiration, September 11, 2001. Those kinds of things are like um, predictive programming. Now, you know, every kind of show that's on that TV doesn't now mean that's anything popular, to me. But go ahead. It's like if people that some people believe that the Illuminati want to show what they're going to do yes. before they do it. And some people okay. actually believe that the Illuminati has to like that's some it's part of their their code yeah. that they have to show. They have to give clues to people who have, uh, you know, perhaps uh, some mm. kind of uh, disorder where they see uh, patterns and things. So the suggestion being that uh, that this is this was predicted and that there is some sort of zombie apocalypse that's upon us. 
Right. Now, what they do by, by predicting these things, that gives the people the option of a choice to believe or not. You see, by, by putting it out there, nobody can ever say, well, we didn't warn you. But this is my point. I was, I was doing some research on this. Now, I found a thing from 1974. This is awesome. I'm going to go get like a big gun. I'm going to get a uniform, like a costume and everything. It's good. I'm going to be a hot zombie killer. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can laugh now and cry later. That's cool. But this, there's a thing called the Philomar Conference from 1974, headed by Henry Kissinger. I also found something called the National Security Memorandum 200, also headed by Henry Kissinger from 1973. Now, Henry Kissinger these, was a bad dude. Yeah, in both of these, they outline a program called Operation Trojan Horse, where they were going to put the, the synthetic man-made AIDS virus in the smallpox vaccine, take it to Uganda, and test it out. And then they come up with that story about, you know, somebody was doing bestiality with a monkey or whatever, which is complete bull. But Operation Trojan Horse put the virus, into vac- the hepatitis C vaccination was given to men at men's health clinics in San Francisco and New York. Has the victim now, of the bite uh, come back uh, to live? I I don't know that much about. I just started researching because I saw the trend with. with it's Donald certainly Trump an interesting uh, thing that has happened here, and of course, I think what remember it was last it was last year that uh, that like birds started falling from the sky in different places, yeah. and people were like, "Oh my God, 2012, it's coming!" And really, well, what ended up happening was that uh, there was just people reporting things, and the news kind of picked up on it, and there's all these mass deaths that happen on a regular basis anyway. But people in newsrooms saw a trend, or they you know they. They noticed these stories and they started to be more likely to report on them. And really, nothing was any more different than it normally was as far as mass bird deaths and mass animal deaths. Just that it just so happened to happen to where people were getting, you know, more reports about it than they would have ever before. Because in a lot of cases, these birds will just die in a forest somewhere and you would never see it. But they were dying. They died over a neighborhood. So mm-hmm. people knew about it. So I, I predict that what you're going to see happen is the, the zombie menace will uh, no longer be in the news after another couple of weeks. And uh, and that'll be it. But Ian, hold, hold on, Ian, a second. This is this is the thing. Centers for Disease Control on May 16, 2011, on their website, right there, cdc.gov, preparedness 101, zombie apocalypse. We've got a, a story from Boston here. Ugandan zombie disease, CDC officials in Uganda for nine days. Uh, the Daily Mail, strange disease turning children into zombies in Uganda. So the what are you going to do about it? I mean, like... like this, Spreading in Africa. That's a now, good what question. Do, what are you going to yeah, do about how, it? What are you going to do, and how are you preparing for this? Well, you know, I I know how you guys feel about you know armed resistance and all that stuff. But well, I, mean, I have I've no got, problem I'm killing zombies. Armed resistance, <laughs> you know, I, I'm all in for armed resistance. That's what I was thinking the other night. Uh, Face eating zombies. Hey, thanks for the call, Mike. You feel free to keep us in the loop on the zombie news because certainly we're not hearing all of it. Uh, so, by the way, this is what I was thinking the other night when somebody told me another one of these creepy zombie stories. It wasn't one of the ones he was mentioning. It was a different one like some disease that was spreading or whatever. And uh, I thought, you know, I'm glad I didn't get rid of my AK. Like, I am I was right on the border, like, totally going total peacenik. And, uh, you know, because I don't want to kill another human being. No more seeing use, Kumbaya. I don't want to use violence against another human being. But, but if there's a zombie, a zombie horde, if there's a zombie horde, that AK-47 is going to come in big, you know, hand, it's going to be handy. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark.
All right, it's another edition of the Edgington Post Show here on Free Talk Live with Mark Edge. And today I've got with me Cesar Diaz. Cesar, you there? Yes, I am, Mark. Now, Cesar, uh, you are a gardening expert. What's the name of your company? The name of the company is Terra Solutions. Terra Solutions. And w- Yes, and we do eco-friendly fertilizing systems now, for products. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people are starting little victory gardens this this year. Um, a lot of people who have mm-hmm. never gardened before are gardening. Uh, they started a couple of, maybe they started two years ago, and they're just getting wound up to a good-sized garden this year. Maybe they're just getting started this year. But I wanted to talk to somebody who was, you know, a bit of a gardening expert about how can, you know, how can Terra Solutions help the person who's just getting started? That's great. Great question. Um, we have, uh, and our message, Mark, is basically nutrients in the plants. All plants need them. Sometimes we, we do a lot of emphasis on the macronutrients, um, especially NPK, the, the nitrogen, potassium, and phosphorus. Mm-hmm. But, but the, plant, the plant needs a lot more than that. And, and that's where we come in. Um, just to give you an example, genetically, a tomato needs about 56 minerals to be healthy. Um, sometimes, and, and I'm out of Florida, but sometimes here when we go to the supermarket, you get a, a, a tomato that doesn't even look red. It's almost like a pink. Oh, yeah. And when, you, and when you taste that tomato, it's like cardboard. Yeah. It just well, doesn't have the minerals. That can't be that, that that can't be something that's unique to Florida because it's happening here in New Hampshire <laughs> too. I mean, there's nothing. The, tomatoes are the uh, the the free throw of the gardening community because they it's the one thing that tastes so much better than store bought. Right. That's correct. I mean, you, there's there's nothing like a homegrown tomato for taste uh, compared to a store store bought tomato. There's just nothing. The other other vegetables certainly taste better than store bought, but nothing has that huge disparity that tomatoes do. No, that that's correct. So, how you do know, people the, grow? The tomatoes a great plant. How great do people grow tomatoes? For them, would you would you recommend tomatoes for somebody who's just starting out? Absolutely. Absolutely. Very healthy, and you can use tomatoes, gosh, in, in everything you do, from pasta to a good slice on a good old hamburger. Yeah, that's uh, for sure. They're, they're all they're fantastic. So, um, they're what, fantastic. What does one get do to get started? I mean, can you do it just a little, little patch of ground? Do you need good soil? What do you have to do to, ahead of time? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, it, it all depends how much, how much room you have, but you could start by making your own bed. Um, and and going out today, you can you can go to many places and get good soil to get started, and then it's and then it's a matter of feeding feeding uh, the plant uh, what it needs, and then providing uh, sunlight. Like we were just talking about tomato, tomato needs sunlight to to grow, and and also they need water uh, to provide that photosynthesis uh, system to um, you know to take uh, to take hold on that plant. We have um, we have a product, Mark, that is basically our trace element package, mm-hmm. and uh, we derive this product from the ocean. Um, That's a great idea you know, because I mean, when you it, think about it, the water falls on the land, on the mountains, through the land, and takes all the minerals with it down to the ocean. That's that's correct. That's exactly how it works. And probably you you grew up in Sarasota, Florida. I grew up in Bradenton. Yeah. 
or Bradenton area. Yep. So you you, pro- you probably went to the beach at some point in your life and you had a cut. And after you swim in a couple of hours in that ocean, you came out and that cut was healed. You know, that's what they would always tell you to do. I mean, that was that like sort of the home <laughs> remedy. That's right. That's right. And the same thing with a cold. If you have a bad cold, you go swimming. It clears you up. And that's just, just the, the ocean is full, full of nutrients. So we, we have a process that we go in there and we get, we get nutrients from, from the sea uh, over in the Atlantic Ocean. And uh, we take most of the salt out, um, you know, the, the, uh, the um, sodium chloride uh, is removed in the process. And that becomes our trace element package. And that is going to feed the nutrients that the plants need. It's a it's a clear um, it's a clear product. It comes in uh, in a concentrated form and uh, very easy to use. Very clean because again, it's just ocean water. So, um, we also we also have a product that it's called Terra Fourteen. We like to call it the perfect cocktail, but it basically a quarter of that is the the deep blue trace element uh, package. But what we also do, we include some humic acids, some carbon. You know, several things that the plants are going to use and the need to grow and to grow healthy. Um, it also has carbon in there, so we kind of call that the perfect cocktail. How do you um, how do you apply that? These are both of these products are foliar sprays. Okay, um, we believe we believe in 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 spraying the plant uh, and let and let. We have a great carrier system that takes that food right through the leaves. Um, and, and then flows down on the plant. Um, uh, in fact, we have done some great work with um, with uh, citrus greening, which is a deadly bacteria yes. that basically chokes the phloem and the xylem, which are the two arteries that go up and down a plant, right. and it basically kills the trees. And what we're doing is giving the abundance of nutrients back into that into that citrus tree, and we open that phloem again so... So we almost are reviving that plant. Now, you mentioned uh, citric screening, and uh, this is this is important to, at the very least, the people who, you know, the listeners that I've got that have uh, citrus trees in their backyard. Right. But is this something that the average person has to worry about? Because in Florida, canker used to be a big problem, and they'd come around and check your backyard for citrus canker, and then they'd tear your tree down if you had it. That's correct. In fact, that's what the state of Florida was recommending was that you go ahead and take that tree out and burn it. But citrus greening uh, was spotted here, Mark, in uh, in 2005, and basically the the it's a psyllid that carries the disease and it get, it doesn't even fly. It actually gets blown around from um, it reproduces and then gets blown around with the wind. And it's going from grove to grove, and obviously it's affecting a lot of the home growers. But I'll tell you what it does, that it's really, it's, it's crazy. But it, it yellows the plant, so you, you start getting yellowing of the leaves. So if any of your, of your listeners are out there, it also starts deforming the fruit, and then you'll start seeing a lacking of juice, and the juice that is left is very bitter. Mm. Okay, those are like the the four classic signs of, of greening. And and what we're doing is we're basically, again, putting putting nutrients back in and winning that tree over. Uh, now, this is a new process, and I don't know how long, but we've been, we've been doing this over a year and a half now, and those trees now are producing sweet juice um, 
And obviously, we will continue. We've done a lot of work with the uh, University of Florida, and we are continuing to study this. But, but again, it's, it's all about foliar feeding and putting nutrients back in that plant uh, to, to win that fruit over. Do you have products for, you know, I mean, lots of people in different uh, different areas, different uh, climates. Uh, do you, you know, apple trees, pear trees, peach trees, do you have uh, products for yeah. those things too? Yeah, no, absolutely. In, in fact, if you go in our website, you could read up on it. We just started um, We just started doing some apple trees for Washington, um, Apple King in Washington State. That uh, uh, was very interesting. They had some issues with some of their uh, their uh, trees, and and uh, so we're working with them. Um, but but again, as as you as you focus on your garden and what you want to do, remember it's all about health to that plant. If you give that plant what nature called for it to have, it will do wonders. It will fight off stress. Um, it will it will do a lot of great things. We just have to give it give it give it food. You know. Yep. Well, Caesar, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to uh, you know, have an interview with me. What, um, what, what? You know, any final thoughts for the the the, for the people who are just getting started with their gardens? Yeah, absolutely. Again, look for good soil. All right, uh, start your beds or the little area where you're going to grow. All right, make sure you have that. And, and I only say that because it's available out there very easy today. All right, you can go and get that. And then just uh, whether it's our products. Or products that are out there, stay away from the chemicals. Yeah, that's... Uh, we like to, to we like to grow green as much as we can, and and like I said, we 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 have the answers for that. And then apply them, and make sure make sure you read up on what you're growing, but make sure you give it the, the sun it needs, and make sure you water them, and you will be successful. Now, um, where is uh, how, how do folks uh, find your website? Okay, very easy. Tara T A R A isgreen.com. Terraisgreen.com? That's correct. Excellent. Uh, Cesar Diaz, thanks for the interview. Okay, Mark, have a great day. Do you ever have connectivity problems due to poor Wi-Fi reception? I have an amazing solution for you. C-Crane's Super USB Wi-Fi Antenna 3. It can provide connectivity for up to a mile. We're using it at my house, and I can't describe it as anything but stunning. This antenna will change your life. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane Company, their products are the best. I highly endorse the C-Crane Company. Get your super USB Wi-Fi antenna at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E dot com.